I just want to say that I now live in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I didn't get, not that I was expecting any, we did have our porch lights off, but I didn't have one trick-or-treater, not even not even one that tempted to come down knock on the door. That's because they've heard the rumors. What rumors? The rumors about you and about kids disappearing around your house. You're basically well, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Man, if kids like came to this house with all the candy I have and the video games and fucking You'd shove them in your boiler fucking, room. Fucking parents would be like, man, we'll never see our kids anymore, man. I always want to go to your house. But wish I could be a better dad. Rip. <laughs> uh, and on the flip side of that coin, last night was Halloween. I didn't get any candy. I'm more upset about that. Man, then you want not having to hand out. You candy. want some candy, man? I got like four hundred bags of candy over at my house. It is. I've got so much right now too. Oh yeah. Oh. So the thing about <laughs> oh my God. The thing about having kids, man, you're gonna have way more candy than you know what to do with. Good, good. I already have plans. I'm gonna wear the fuck out of my kids. Like <laughs> we're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get home after school. I'm going to already have taken the day off or half the day off so I can have their costume shit ready. I'm going to get them ready, and it's like 4.30 out the door. Dad, it's not even nighttime. Shut up. Get out of here. Why do we have seven bags, Dad? Just shut up. Let's go. It's like the first four are for me. (laughs) Yeah, because we get back, I'm going to find like a salad bowl. (laughs) There you go. There's yours. You can have this generic Tootsie Roll. Yeah, you can have that crap. I'm gonna take this Snickers bar right here, and yeah, yeah, let's see this Reese's. Nobody wants this shitty orange and black candy, Dad. Nobody eats this uh, shit. This is, you will. This is candy corn right here. That's got your name on it, buddy boy. Oh man, worst dad ever. <laughs> hey, think about it. I'm saving my kids from a, a horrible life of cavities. Yeah, I'm doing them a favor. Yeah, it's one of those backhanded favors. It's like here, let me uh, let me just go ahead and take this off your hands, buddy. I want you to get your hurt. I want you to hurt yourself. Were you all out pretty late for for Halloween festivities? No, no, uh, we the, got back uh, early. The window here was like six to eight or something mm-hmm. like that. So we were out for about an hour and a half of it. Um, wow! And stop, and right at eight we stopped, and uh, my daughter's little pumpkin basket thing she had uh was full like we skipped wow. the last house because it was completely full it was way more than she's ever gotten it's like we don't have See, pockets think... we can't handle this one last house that'll just break this little bucket ring yeah it's over with i think i think halloween for me is none of those events that has like a a weird time distortion when I think back on it because I used to always feel like I was out trick-or-treating for hours on end and every time I asked my mom and dad about it they're like no we were out for like an hour and a half two yeah. hours at the most kid time but I remember they used we used to go to like two different apartment complexes and a house thing and I'm like okay with all that we had to been out and they're like no we would like your mom would walk you to the driveway you would walk up the driveway get the candy and your mom would already be walking to the next house and I would be in the car just driving down the road like we didn't spend all this time I'm like man I still got all that candy damn I was good (laughs) yeah my dad always uh, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Uh, my dad, he had a, he always kept a bag in his truck and he kept telling me to empty it out. So that every time I go to a house, it looked like my basket was empty. So I'd get more candy. Mm-hmm. That's how my mom and dad did it. They had like the, they put like a big ass garbage bag in the back seat of the car and I would just dump it in the fucking garbage bag. And yeah, I would have like a grocery bag at a time, but mm, man. Yeah, my parents were those like horrible parents that were like too scared to let us wander in the neighborhood. So they took us to the mall, mm-hmm. made us stand in line wow. for six hours to get like the Tootsie Rolls, 20,000 20, Tootsie Rolls <laughs> wow. from the department stores. Yeah. I used I used to get offended as a kid at, at, if I would go to a business and like even if it was like a gas station and they didn't have candy to give out they're like come on kid you think we give we, we get like 500 customers in here an hour we don't have that kind of candy I'm like come on man <laughs> you got like a whole aisle of candy over there just, just, just yeah. let me go pick what I want knocking on like Willy Wonka's <laughs> door and he like tosses a skittle at you and says savor it <laughs> like, you get nothing <sighs> I remember there used to be a bit of drama when I was a kid at one of those apartment complexes there you see you know how some apartments are like they'll have it'll be four rooms on the bottom and then you go upstairs and four more rooms on the top. Yeah. And I used to hit all, like I'd hit the bottom rooms, go upstairs and hit the top ones. And my mom never really paid close attention. I mean, she watched what I was doing, you know, for me to get snatched or something. But she didn't have like a mental fucking note of houses you can't go to. Well, one of these ladies, I don't know, it wasn't, a, she wasn't a Christian lady. She was something else. But she would always keep her porch light on. But she had a sign on her door at, at least every year, if not every other year. And it was so, it was up where a fucking adult head could read it, but a kid's couldn't. And it was like, there's no candy here. Don't knock on my door, blah, blah, blah. And I don't fucking know, man. I'm a kid. I'm trying, I'm booking, I'm, I'm running, not into nothing. And I'd fucking ring the doorbell because the porch light was on. This lady would come out and be like, shut the Hang on, you kids! Buy your fucking <laughs> And I remember my mom having to go and talk to this lady. I say talk, but I think it was a big argument. And it was basically a big common sense thing. Like, look, you've got kids all over this. You have hundreds of kids coming to your place, and you have the code light on. You have your porch light on. Like, what the fuck is your problem? This is blah blah blah. blah. I think that. Honestly, it's about the only problem I ever had trick or treat. Did you have any bad experiences trick or treating? Yeah, I actually had one last night. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. Had a, oh yeah, had a bunch of, you know, I I spend a good amount of my time, you know, got my front porch all set up like a little hooch where I can sit there and smoke, you know, relax after work, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Some kids wow. came up on there last night. Had the porch light off, which is, as you said before, like the universal symbol for I ain't got shit, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, these little kids, man, they ransacked my poor por- porch. I had like some stuff sitting mm-hmm. out there and they were like, snatch, 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 snatch. Wow. Yeah. My thing <laughs> is, is like, I they didn't knock on the door. The dog started barking. Which alerted me to somebody being outside, so I opened up the door, and they go, trick or treat, like, you know. And I'm like, huh, no, I ain't got nothing. Like, oh, okay, and they scurry off real fast. Uh Next, you know, a couple hours pass, I go check out there, all my shit's gone. 
Like, wow. Wow, kids. Like, that's fucking ruthless. <laughs> so, like, I like candy, but come on, like, man. Have some fucking courtesy. Right? So, yeah. I gotta go buy some stuff tomorrow. Yay. So, I remember another time. This is not a... Uh, this is actually kind of a funny, cool story. It wasn't for me at the time when it happened. So, one of the neighborhoods that I was trick-or-treating at, there was a house at the end of kind of a cul-de-sac... It was kind of one of the rich houses that had its own little giant yard to itself. It was fairly lit, fairly decorated, but everything was like orange and yellow in color. And at nighttime, it was just a just an eerie setting about this house. And it was kind of a long walk. You know, like I said, my mom didn't walk with me all the way up to the house, but so she sat back. She's like, "Go on ahead." So I went walking up this four thousand foot driveway. And just trying to get kind of creeped out, but not really. It wasn't super horror. It wasn't super horror themed. It was just a lot of a lot of cobwebs and some low eerie music playing. Like they they put a, they put a little bit of time and effort into this decoration. And I'm walking, no other kids around, so I'm walking by myself. And it was one of those porch situations, kind of like yours, Adam, where it's like a driveway and there's like some bushes to the right. Mm-hmm. So the porch, there's like you if you walk straight up the driveway, you would you would run into the door. But to the right of the door is like a little porch area. In front of the porch area is some bushes. So as I was walking up this driveway, I saw a, a giant fucking pumpkin. So I thought it was just a giant pumpkin, but the light wasn't on. I was like, all right, maybe the light's off. And again, I'm a kid, so I'm not seeing over the bush. I'm seeing what looks like this giant pumpkin that's on top of the bush. The closer and closer I get, my perspective clears, and I can see that this is like something is on the porch. Like, okay, well, maybe it's on a table. I get around the bush, and no, it's a giant fucking, like, scarecrow stuffed thing on the porch with a giant pumpkin like a legit pumpkin on its head as a head and i'm looking at this thing and like i reach up and ring the doorbell and i've got my eyes glued to this thing because the detail is crazy like it's (laughs) it's well proportioned for a human it's fucking big the stuffing is like poking out at weird places the pumpkin head is like tilted down and there's like a big ass like straw hat. I'm like, dude, this is fucking pretty cool looking. And then the head just looks at me (laughs) and I shit all over their driveway as I ran back screaming like a little girl to my, (laughs) the nothing crazy guys. All right, he didn't like brandish a knife and go ooga booga. <laughs> All he did was turn his fucking head and look in my direction. Uh, and of course, that fucking made him feel sad. He got up and pulled the fucking head. He's like, hey, job. Yeah, just uh, happy Halloween. It was some like 60 year old dude. And I was like, I fucking hate you. I, I didn't even want the candy. My mom had to go up there and get the candy for me. Fuck that, man. Mm-hmm. It's like time and to I've go home for life ever since. Time to go home. That if that is essentially what I look for when I look at for scary movies today is subtlety. Mm-hmm. I don't need the jump scares and and the the like let's let's play the violin like build it and build it and then ah, 
what? I don't need that. Subtle shit like that terrifies me. I remember seeing a movie back in the day, uh, Strangers. I don't know if y'all seen this movie. But it's supposed. To, it was something like that. This couple goes into this town. It's like a kind of a typical scenario. I think either they're they get a hotel room and either their car breaks down or for some reason they have to wait for something. Uh, I forget. I forget the main premise. But there's a scene in this movie where the guy leaves his wife behind. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go into town, so maybe their car wasn't broke. I don't fucking remember. It's been a while. It's like a decade." Uh, he's like, look, I'm going to go into town or where the fuck ever and try to do something or get help or whatever. I'll be back. Lock the doors, lock everything behind you. Well, the, these fucking strange people are trying to get into the house and they sneak in. They eventually get in. Well, she's on the phone talking to her husband. You know, he's like, you know, how's it going along? You be finding any help or whatever. And I, I, the, she's in the she's it's it's she's in the living room of this I guess like hotel room or whatever, but the camera is focused on her in the bottom right. The kitchen is behind her left shoulder, and I didn't even notice that it's this frame is shot like over a minute or two long, just stilled on her, and I didn't notice until I noticed that one of those fucking people were in the background way in the back just standing still and that 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 got me that was fucking it i'm like no no jump scares no music no fucking crazy sh- shit that got me i that subtle shit man always gets me and i think it all i think it all stems to that fucking guy on that porch <laughs> with that fucking with that fucking outfit. Yeah, those kind of scares are, are pretty classic, man. Even in even in literature, you can find stuff like that. With like, uh, you, you remember those those little books they used to have? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. You, Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. So there, oh, there was something God. along, reading something along those lines, and there was a, uh, it was you know, a woman, and she was scared of something, and she kept putting her hand. You know, she decided to put her hand down, you know, by the edge of the bed, and her little puppy came over and licked it, and it made her feel better, and she went to sleep. Then she wakes up the next morning and finds the dog dead in the bathroom, says people can lick too. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, oh, mind blown. Sorry if I ruined the that fucking, story for you. <laughs> this, this, the, yeah, spoiler for, <laughs> for a 20, random story you'll never find. <laughs> <laughs> and the artwork that accompanied those stories made it even oh, yeah. worse. Oh, yeah. I remember one of those. One of those was a story of uh, a lady that was. These were all short stories too. They were all. They were usually like two, three pages at the most. They were. They were, as the title says, short stories to tell in the dark. And it was a lady that woke up in the middle of the night because she felt something on her face. And when she opened her eyes and looked down, there was a spider just sitting on her face and it went through like paragraphs of like all the fear and terror she was going through of like she wanted to move but didn't she went to go put a hand up and when it got close to the spider the spider kind of moved and she was like oh fuck that i don't want to i don't want it to you know jump on my hand and bite me or whatever and it was just just line after line of how scared she was and eventually she just like passed out from fear went back to sleep and then she woke up the next day and it was like a red bump where the spider was and she's like oh that fucker bit me and 
as time progressed throughout the day, like the bump grew bigger and bigger and bigger until it finally like popped and then baby spiders crawl over her face. And when you look at the artwork on the next page of like this creepy, scarily drawn woman with these fucking spiders crawling, it, ah, so good. I think I read that shit when I was in like the fifth grade. Yep. It's bad, man. That's, bad, that's some bad. stuff that'll brought you to your core right there. Yes. <laughs> when you're yes. when you're in the fifth grade. Oh man. Hello everyone and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. That's right. <laughs> Special superstar guest Adam is back on his very own podcast. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you can't tell, we we're actually this is not a Halloween episode. We're uh, recording this pretty late for our for our time. Uh, Halloween's already came and passed. This is a couple days after, actually. And I uh, maybe again because one, I don't have kids yet, and two, I'm just I'm way older than I've ever was. The last time I trick or treated, Halloween just kind of came and went for me this year. I think it's also the place you work too. Like I work on base right now, and they don't. I mean, they don't fucking. You don't dress up when you go to work on base at my civilian job, possibly. But yeah, this Halloween just kind of came and went. We are weeks away from Thanksgiving now, and we're only a couple months away from Christmas. And this year is fucking over. Yeah. Yay! Rip wow. 2018. Thank you, God of War, for being here this year. Mm. <laughs> I love you. Uh, Adam, man, it's good to have you back on, man. It's been a while. Yeah, I've been trying to get back on. It's just, I don't know. Life. Right? Well, funny you bring that up. Uh, why don't you tell us about life over the year past week, two week, four years, however long it's been, man. Let's see. I took your recommendation and, uh, started (gasps) that, uh, that messenger game. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nice, I haven't, haven't nice. beat it yet. Haven't beat it yet. Mm-hmm. Apparently, my my joystick fucking skills have fatigued over time. You, know? <laughs> you ain't lying. They've atrophied, and um, yeah. So I uh, I've got made it to like the fourth or fifth boss on there, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't. I just, uh. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm yeah. I'm working my way through it. Working my yeah. way through it. Um. Are you are you liking it? What do you what do you think about it? I'm liking the vibes I get from it. Uh, I'm wondering how long it's going to be. I don't like ruin anything for me, but just you know, no. I'm wondering how you know how much longer it's going to keep going like this. I I want to say I got to the uh, I just got to the vampire boss chick. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yeah, and I you know I I figured out the pattern to beat her, and then I did not apply it. I went to bed, and I haven't played it yet. <laughs> you now this is especially pertinent for you uh uh actually you know what chris how yeah. much how much like ninja gaiden did you play back in the day did you play any of those old classic ninja gaiden games i played them but i wouldn't say i played them a lot because i was maybe not good shinobi at for the genesis maybe yeah it's pretty close i played that too so so the both of you can get what i mean when i say uh, a, 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 an average Ninja Gaiden or even an average Shinobi level, we're talking maybe if you went through 
and died even once or twice, you could probably blow through those levels in about five to ten minutes at the most. These levels in the messenger, if you're counting levels as maybe checkpoints from boss to boss, they are way longer than, than five to ten minutes. So you definitely get you get more game out of this for sure. To give you a short answer without spoiling anything, Adam, when you think you're at the end of this game, you're about halfway through the game. Put it that way. You get there, so you deliver the message, and they're like, we got a message to send back to him. It's like, fuck yeah. you. And you're like, you have to go back through all the stages in reverse. Now, if I had to compare it to something like like maybe Castlevania Symphony of the Night, I would say it's a little shorter than Symphony of the Night. And I'm talking about the whole 200%. It's not that huge. It's not that big. But it it's it's a hefty game for, that is for a, how much that you is pay. That is a tall order to compare it to Symphony of Yes. Night. Yes. Uh, now, and it's also... Uh, it, it's so hard for me to go back and, and compare these two as far as difficulty. Because Castlevania had something over it that... The messenger does not. In Castlevania, you could grind, you could stat boost, and you could also buy uh, a crazy amount or find a crazy amount of weapons and armor to augment whatever difficulty you came across. Mm -hmm. So, for me, when I play Symphony of the Night, the difficulty would usually get curved because I would find a way around it. And the messenger, typically, you can only go so far in their leveling tree. You can only go so far in the gear and abilities tree. When you find a boss that is, you're just stopped against, you just have to get better. You just simply have yeah, to apply. It is a straight mechanics. Like, you aren't hitting the bright buttons in the right order. This is you. Exactly. You know? So, I could compare the time for those two as far as, like, maybe physical time length, but Symphony of the Night just has just a shit ton of areas to traverse messenger has a smaller amount of area to traverse but it has more difficulty because it is straight skill based so you get locked up on a boss and you will just be locked up until you get better you can't run to another area and grind you know some crazy enemy and get a bunch of xp or find that blood sword that does 12,000 damage you uh -huh. know Speaking of Castlevania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just noticed the second season of the Castlevania anime, anime quotes, is out. I think it's more, <laughs> yeah. I think it's more of a uh, Justice League type of, that's, a, that's the kind of vibe I get from it. But I guess yeah, it's made yeah. to be kind of anime-ish, so. It's stylized cartoon animation. There you yeah, go, yeah. there you go. So, uh, y'all seen the second season yet, or? Nope. I still haven't yet. Haven't anybody, first. anybody see the first? I did see the first. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised by I it. I will too. tell you that the the anime is extremely surprisingly well done. Yes. Well done. Also, it takes uh, some fond respect to the source material, oh, too. Yeah. Like and it, puts, it puts a genuine, I would say, damn near Konami faithful spin on or telling of that story. Yes, it does. You, know, you don't walk away from it going, oh, man, that they made happen. this whole different thing. That, that, this person wasn't there, and that didn't do that. Yep, nope. They were like, yep. Yeah. Here you go. Here, 
I can I can tell you exactly what game it's out of. It's mm. out of Castlevania three. Yep. That the first two seasons is Castlevania three. Enjoy. It takes its time too. Yeah, it does. Which I like. I like ep- from one episode to the other. It's not like okay, we got to rush through and tell this whole story in the first episode. Mm. No, yep, it, it's a build up. Yeah, the first season is actually ridiculously short because I guess they didn't, they weren't quite sure whether or not it was going to work out and how people were going to respond to it. So I think it's only like six episodes. I believe so, six or eight, something yeah. like that. So and then the second one is a little bit longer, but not, still not a, a full season long but i consider a season to be at least 12 episodes but so you you can breeze right through this thing if you want but it's it's good it's really good and i also like how and and this goes for any series it's doing it these days but i like how they're releasing this a a season at a time yeah so now when i go watch season two i can just watch season two and i don't feel like i'm you know hooked in that shit you, you aren't sitting here like I am with bated breath every single day waiting for a new episode some, from something from last week to find out what happened, you know? Yep. That's, that's my life right now. The the, uh, the winter the winter anime season just started. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now uh, all, my, all my favorite sequels are now coming out and I'm having to go back through them one episode at a time. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's awesome and it's terrible at the same time. <laughs> that that's my life. Every day I get home and I've got one more episode of one more show, or maybe two episodes yep. of two different shows. But see, I think maybe that would be another argument to why being in a series in a moment wouldn't be so bad. Maybe if you have multiple series that you're concerned about. You know, maybe then that that's not so bad. If you get home and you get a plethora of of new individual episodes of various series content to watch, that's a lot better. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, I just I couldn't be like into two two things where it's like, man, I can't wait until Tuesday and Friday so I can watch these thirty minute episodes because, oh man, I want to know what Vegeta's gonna dye his hair. <laughs> that's right. What color is it going to be this time, Kakarot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, I've, I've got pretty much one per day. There, there, I think there's maybe one or two days that don't have something that comes out that it's worth watching. Oh, man. Had a little bit of uh, the uh, controversy this anime season, believe it or not. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know why, but everything's got to be controversial this day, these days. <laughs> so they had uh, <clears throat> this uh, Goblin Slayer anime came out, and it's got oh, some yeah. pretty explicit scenes in it. <clears throat> They're not as explicit as they were. They they toned it down for the anime adap- adaptation, but it's still graphic enough to get its point across. Mm-hmm. And people started comparing it to Berserk. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen Berserk. Yes, no, I have watched, uh, so it's, I, I've, I've had a mixed bag with Berserk. I've watched so the, the OAV that came out years ago. I think that it was like the miniseries version, I want to say. Yeah. I think I watched the first of those. 
the original original series i only watched the first episode and then the sort of remake series i watched maybe two or three i haven't watched berserk all the way through i need to really bad because i know how badass that series is if you want if you want a really quick spoiler free synopsis of berserk it's everything about the protagonist's life is hell and every time he has any moment of happiness, it's instantly and brutally snatched away from him. Yeah. I remember the, again, this is such a odd third way, third hand of way of getting it, but the death battle uh, episode where he fought, I forget who, and, you know, they the fought Soul cool Calibur. thing. Of, yes. Uh, so the, the cool thing about uh, death battle is they'll take a minute or they'll actually about five minutes before every fight and they'll give you a big brief summary of their history and i remember them reading off his history how he came to be and the shit that went on in his his young adult life and it's like wow <laughs> wow yeah if, if you knew about a fucking bad life if man. you knew the characters that match up was no contest it was like yep as soon as they they you know declared the matchup the victor was already known mm-hmm. but uh yeah so that they did a pretty good job on the on the rough edges of it uh, people are comparing this new anime to that which is kind of okay because it, it actually mixes two things i i really like together which is D and anime mm-hmm. and uh unfortunately this controversy, I think, has kind of overshadowed the first couple episodes. People aren't really, really? taking it in, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but now that the the series has kind of hit its stride, I think it's on like its fifth or sixth episode now, probably fifth. And uh, now it's starting to get to where, you know, you're beginning to see the beats of the plot. They, it kind of hits you with the shock value up front, just to let you know the stakes. And then it kind of dials it back a little bit and says, okay, well, here's it. Here's how we're going to do it. And from now on, every single time they go into one of these goblin caves, you know what the stakes are. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so. Go ahead. What's. Summarize the controversy. I mean, is it just that it's ultra violent? No. It has a. Okay. Uh, spoilers for the first episode of Goblin Slayer. <laughs> All right. He starts out like any other, uh, you know, fantasy anime. You have this young girl, and it's her. She's just turned fifteen, and she's going to become an adventurer. She just left the church. She goes and she uh, she applies at the adventurers guild, and they say, "Okay, well," she says, "I want to be an adventurer." And the lady at the desk says, "Oh, okay. Well, write your stuff down here. Blah 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 blah. Fill out these forms." And she gives her this little tag. Okay, and this tag, she says, well, you need to hold on to this. And it's like a dog tag. She says, you need to hold mm-hmm. on to this. It is, you know, it states your status in the guild. And if something were to happen to you, it's how we'll identify it. Right. Immediately after her getting done with that, like three people walk up to her and go, oh, you're a priest, right? You can heal. You should join our party. And they're like, she's like, oh, really? What, what are y'all going to go do? And she's like, we're going to go kill some goblins. They're like the weakest enemies there are. We're going to go kill all of them. 
and like the, the you know the it cuts over to like the guild lady and she's like well you know maybe you should go kill stuff in the sewers you know maybe maybe you should uh you know go clean out the sewers from rats and stuff like that you know level up a little bit before mm-hmm. you decide to take on something like that or wait for like a a more experienced adventure i'm sure somebody will be along and she kind of looks back towards the door and nobody's there and they're like ah it's the weakest enemies there are we're going in there right now so they take the quest and they go and the whole time you can tell the, the priestess is kind of really nervous about this yeah she rolls up in there and like you gotta you got the fighter character who's like your typical anime protagonist and he's like yeah you know once i chased some goblins off from my farm with a stick you know and i was only like 10 then so we're gonna now i've got a sword and i'm a grown man i'm gonna destroy these things it's like, yeah, they're, they basically got the intelligence and the strength of children, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, he's arguing with the, the monk chick and, like, the wizard chick graduated first in her class and she's kind of really pissy that this priestess they brought along is kind of scared. Mm-hmm. So they make mistake number one. They roll up into this goblin cave and they hear a noise up front. And they immediately, immediately, both of the melee fighters break ranks and sprint off forward after the noise. Mm-hmm. A couple seconds later, you hear a noise from behind them. And the priestess is like, oh my god, what the hell is that? And the wizard's like, no, you should just keep going. We're, we're falling behind. And then the noise happens again, and they both turn around. Da-da! Here's the goblins. Goblins step up. There's like four of them. The wizard chick goes... Blah, 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 magical words, fireball. Dusts off the first goblin. It's a smoking crater. Unfortunately, this is a D&D based world. She's mm-hmm. got like three casts of a spell. She burnt her first one on that, and she didn't have time to cast the second one because the three other ones just jumped on top of her and knifed her right in the stomach brutally and slow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That priestess is like standing there swatting with her little staff like, get off her. The fighter comes charging back and like just immediately begins like hacking into them and killing two or three of them. Turns out they didn't, they didn't bother wasting time, you know, buying more equipment or, you know, asking around for tips or, you know, getting potions and stuff like that. So... The priestess immediately casts cure on the uh, on the wizard chick, and so that you know that causes her wound to close up, but she doesn't get up off the ground for some reason. Right after that, the fighter catches like a knife in the knee from his like weak level one armor, and then he mm-hmm. go he gets mobbed and goes down. So then the monk chick runs in there to go save him, and she starts warning him on down. And she says, you, you two, just run. Just run. Just get away from here. As she's doing that, like, she's just ninja kicking and punching and doing all this cool stuff. As they're running away, the goblins just gang up on her, but they don't kill her. They begin to tear her clothes off. Oh, no. Yeah. And it does exactly what you think it does. Oh, wow. They don't get graphic with it. Yeah, but, yeah, but still. Yeah. But still, it's, it. you know, they've got close-up views of her face, you know, and you can tell mm-hmm. exactly what's happening. 
Yeah. And the entire time the the priestess has now realized the grave error of her entire situation as she drags the, you know, barely coherent wizard off deeper into the cave. Clarify something for me. Is this anime about these people or is this one of those fantasy animes where it's like real people that get into a game? Uh, this is not a isekai type anime. They're, these are people that grew up and live in this world. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I've uh, a few people have recommended this anime, and I think I remember hearing the the gist of uh, apparently the first few episodes was that yeah, they these adventurers get into what they think is going to be a super easy wash fight, and then they get fucking slaughtered, just handled. Absolutely yeah. handled. And later on... And the community... Go ahead. Yeah, later on in the series, spoilers, uh, and I don't think this is an anime spoiler, because they don't show it in the anime, uh, but I did read the manga and I did see what happened. The, um, there is a group of all-silver-ranked adventures, which is like third from the top. These are high-ranking adventures. They got mobbed by the goblins and killed. In the exact same horrible fashion. So, goblins are not to be underestimated. It's basically the the long and the short of it. It's, you know, okay, well, these may be weak enemies, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't respect them. Now, granted, I've been so far removed from the anime community for years and years and years now. But, I mean, that does sound bad, the situation does sound bad and i'm sure there's probably some other things you've left out as well but that's 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 not the most horrible anime issues i've ever heard of yeah i mean (laughs) i mean there's there are more anime that are maybe maybe because it's got so popular i think what i think the main thing is and this is where i was going back to that berserk comparison i've been seeing a lot it is not berserk at all berserk was made with uh I don't know any better way to say this, but it feels like Berserk was made with an adult audience in mind, and it tells a very yeah. dark, mature tale. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, here you go. You know what you're getting. Uh, this one starts off with a very teenage, you know, very teenage, you know, dude, we're going to go on an adventure and do these things, and we're all idealistic, and then they just shatter it right in front of them. Yeah, and I see I, what you mean. And I think that it's like geared toward a younger audience, and then it gets way adult. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you thought you were you thought you were a grown up. <laughs> Let's show you some grown up things. But it dials it back. It it dials it back. It it keeps them pressed. Like it keeps it keeps you thinking about it. Which I think is a yeah. is a pretty good mechanic to start off. You know, with the firm hand. You know, you start off with the stick. And then even when you get the carrot, you're still wondering where the hell the stick is. Because, yeah. <clears throat> so, having read, uh, having read further up into it, I can tell you that it's going to be some pretty, uh, there's some pretty edgy kind of stuff that's going to happen later on, but it's nothing on the scale of that first episode and the shock value of it. That's something I've been reading a lot. Well, not reading, mainly seeing a lot of YouTube video, YouTube commentary talk about uh discuss is that anime that just being dark to be dark 
And it's like just being edgy to be edgy. And again, this could be just because I'm so far removed that I haven't seen it all. Like I, I'm interested to see how that shit's done. I don't, I don't feel that that it's the the issues I've have I've heard about have been less and less of like controversy and more and more of yeah, we've already seen this done time and time and time again. This is old hat. Let's just throw an anime in. Let's get it as depressive as we possibly can. And don't get me wrong, I understand the arguments against against Edge just to be Edge, but I haven't seen a lot of it done in anime. So yeah, I, I'm interested. Uh, that if anything, that makes me more intrigued to go watch it. They're like, look, if you, this is an anime about seventeen girls. And trust me, it's gonna get really dark and really depressing and all that. And it's okay. Well, show me what is this. I think uh, another part of this was that um, Crunchyroll, the people who sub it um, over here and had the first couple episodes immediately they fucked up they fucked up bad and they misrated it they didn't put it as an adult you know mature audience kind oh, of oh uh, yeah that, mature that audience kind of yeah. yeah so i i can see and they they immediately rectified it they went and they put their own little splash page at the beginning said look they series contains some graphic scenes you might want to you know viewer discretion advised that kind of stuff yeah and uh I think that may have fixed it, but it's, you know, at this point you're putting a Band-Aid on it, you know, you're not, you didn't mm-hmm. stop yourself from getting cut. You're just, you know, patching the wound at this point. Right. So that, I want to say they rated it like two ranks lower than it needed to be. It was like teen or something like that, or mm-hmm. maybe PG. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it definitely so, deserved a, a 17 plus rating. So this is an ongoing series right now that you're watching. Correct. So controversy aside, do you like the anime? Well, see, now, after having seen the first episode, watched the controversy, and then gone back and read read the entire manga, I can say that I enjoy the story. I enjoy, gotcha. the, I enjoy the idea of it, and I will tell you why. The main character... Spoilers for this is a guy named Goblin Slayer. Everybody in this series is named after what the hell they are. So there's mm-hmm. a character named Priestess who is, guess what, a priestess. There's a character named Goblin Slayer who is the protagonist in the Goblin Slayer. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's a dwarf and a lizard man and a high elf. And, you know, everybody's basically named after what their job is. Yeah. Well, the guy from Goblin Slayer, the the main protagonist of the story, he's made it like his entire mission in life to go around killing goblins. Mm -hmm. Like, he made it all the way up to the silver rank only killing goblins. Wow. From first rank to today. That's all he does. For us, we know that's a lot of grinding. Yeah. He, (laughs) He does nothing but kill them. So, you gotta think, but it, it becomes like this double-edged sword because this guy is like completely unable to relate to normal people because hmm. the goblins did something to him in his past and he is fucking hell-bent on becoming a goblin to the goblins. He, want, he wants wow. to be to the goblins what the goblins are to like villagers. He wants to be right, the one where right. like it's like, oh crap, he's coming. We're all going to die in our homes. Gotcha. Soul mission guy. Yeah. And so 
you know, he, every, like, he doesn't buy good armor because it's a waste of money. And he feels like if he ever dies, then the goblins would put that armor to use and he wants to give them the shittiest stuff possible if that happens. Uh, he doesn't clean his armor because the uh, goblins can smell. They have like a really keen sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of the things he's, you know, told the, you know, the members of his party is like they can smell females. So uh, after he kills the first goblin... He slathers them in blood. Yeah. And like the the one chick that's always with him looks over to the other one and just kind of has like this dead eyed expression. It's just like, you get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) As he's like taking the entrails and smearing them all over, you know. And uh, so this guy's got like a single minded ultra purpose and it's other high level adventures won't take goblin jobs because they don't pay for shit. And they're low-level monsters that get you no glory. Mm-hmm. And the military... Well, this is his thing. Yeah, the military and the militias and stuff like that, they won't go fight these goblins unless they absolutely have to. So it falls mm-hmm. to adventurers, and it's usually like the newbie adventurers, and they get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. So the woman that works at the guild, like, loves this dude. He's doing, like, a national service, you know? Mm-hmm. He's doing, like, this great... Uh, this great service to the nation and the world by killing, by making it his sole focus. But everybody else who's, you know, not part of the guild and, you know, is actually looking out for him. It's kind of like, man, you know, you're kind of touched in the head a little bit about this, right? <laughs> you know, I was like, everything he does revolves around it. So it's really interesting. I want to, I want to know where the character's going to grow to. And, so far, I haven't seen, uh, even in the manga, I haven't seen far enough ahead. I, I can get a good idea where I think this season's going to end at for the anime, and I'm mm-hmm. interested to see how they do it. But uh, all in all, I, I say it's worth the watch, man. Cool. Yeah, it's on, I think, I think I've got it in my list of shit to check out, so yeah. 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 And they're doing a, uh, I know Funimation is doing a dub, and Crunchyroll has it right now. And they're, uh, let's say, two or three episodes ahead of them in subs. Cool. So there you go. So you got the Messenger and you got Goblin Slayer. Anything else? Uh, let me think. Uh, I think nah. the audience <laughs> definitely needs to know if you've if you've dove back in. Or not, you know, into the the world of Warcraft. You know, I just read two things that uh, seriously, seriously have me reconsidering it. <laughs> One is uh, they made the first ever tangible choice in WoW. Mm-hmm. They have a situation. Spoilers for World of Warcraft. If you want to not have that story spoiled for you. Um, Apparently, this last expansion has been very Horde versus Alliance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the Horde has been doing some... The Horde got taken over by Sylvanas, the Banshee Queen. And everybody wanted this, and the first thing Blizzard did with her is do some fucking horribly fucked up shit that you think Garrosh would do. 
He burnt. Wow. She burnt the fucking elves tree down. She wow. burnt that motherfucker to the ground, and everybody in the horde's like, "Fuck yeah!" Everybody else is like, "Man, she's evil, like pure evil mm-hmm. incarnate." So, you know that uh, that actually touched off a couple of the horde players. They're like, "Why do we get to be portrayed as like this evil, you know, group always? Why why are we always the evil ones?" Yeah. And uh, so. Uh, you know, the, of course, the Alliance responds and they sack a city and, uh, you have a faction on the Horde that's doing just like they did with Garrosh and they're trying to break away again. And once again, it was shaping up to be, you're going to have to fight the War Chief again mm-hmm. to dispose them. And nobody wanted to dispose Sylvanas. Nobody, not a lot, a whole lot of people didn't want to dispose Garrosh. And they wanted to have that choice to be like, okay, well, I I would have sided with Garrosh in this, or I would have sided with Vol'jin, or I would have done this. But you didn't get that chance. This time they put a choice in there. This time they did. You get offered a mission by uh, Sylvanas to go and do some stuff. And while you're in the middle of this mission, you're trying to find, uh, Oh, man, why can't I remember his name right now? Oh, no. Warcraft Senpai. It's too bad. Anyway, so I can't remember the guy's name. It's one of the, a prominent orc in the Horde has betray, has, is plotting betrayal. And mm. uh, Sylvana sends you to find him, presumably to bring him back. The subtext is she's going to kill his ass. Oh. Um. So you're out there to find him, and you get a lead on where he might be. And right as you get this lead, this uh, this little troll dude pops out and he goes, "Hey, man, you wanna uh, you wanna help us out?" And you know they're they're probably gonna kill this guy, so we should probably like help him and stuff. And you have the option to take the quest, or you have the option to say, "How dare you ask me to betray my war chief?" <laughs> and it tells you when you pick it it's like warning this will cause an alternate yeah. quest line yeah you will miss out on all this shit but you will be compensated with a different quest line i like it yeah so there was that you get back and like uh there's two different texts for when you get back and talk to sylvanas afterwards one is like you lie to her and you're like oh yeah i tried to catch him but he got away yeah he ambushed us and she's like oh yeah so this guy like single-handedly fought off like the twelve guys I sent to back you up, and and you were the only one that lived, and you don't have a scratch on you, huh? <laughs> huh? Or she'd be like, "Oh yeah, your loyalty won't be forgotten, and I'm gonna find this little troll dude, and I'm gonna go fuck him up too." So yeah, it's it's totally cool. Totally cool. It's, it's, it's got you thinking it's about got me, it. It's huh? got me thinking about it. But the other thing <laughs> that's got me thinking about it is they revealed the first raid for 8.1. Uh-huh. And it is completely different based on the faction you're in. Oh, wow. Nice. So nice. you end up having uh, you end up having one of two different scenarios kind of play out. Either you're the alliance and you do a you raid this place via the sea and you fight like three horde bosses and then you go fight the boss of the city or you start as the horde and you're actually defending against the alliance raid 
you come back in from the opposite side. And so the last three bosses the Alliance face are the first three that you face. And then you go attack oh. the Alliance generals as your last three bosses. And the, That's pretty fucking cool. But the kicker, the kicker is the last boss is fucking Jaina Proudmore. Oh, wow. Jaina Proudmore wow. was Arthas's girlfriend. She was in the Warcraft mm-hmm. 3. Uh, you know, she's been a huge, huge figure of the Alliance this entire time. And everybody's wondering, are we going to kill her ass in this? Yeah. Do we get to kill Jaina? Because Jaina is like, Jaina is like, she fucking hates the Horde. Mm-hmm. She fucking hates the Horde. Like, Garrosh pissed her off and she is touched in the head now. Yeah. So, if they're going to kill somebody, it might be Jaina. So, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. But that's that's got me ah, chomping at the bit. I want to see what happens. <laughs> I want to see this cinematic. I want to know if Jaina dies. I want to be the one to kill Jaina if she dies. So, Adam, did you see the BlizzCon wild thing they showed earlier? I did see a little bit of it, but not enough. Like I Blizzard didn't... makes such good cinematics. God, do they ever. Oh, they are no. still so good at this. Uh, Adam, it was uh, the orc guy. I don't know anything about WoW. The so orc guy. Bear with me. It was the orc <laughs> guy uh, captured by the king or whatever. Uh-huh. And there was a conversation there. Oh, man, such a good cinematic. I know nothing about WoW. Don't care about WoW. But that made me want to go look at more WoW stuff just because of how amazing their cinematics are. Oh, man, I'm going to have to check this out now. Yeah. I honestly, for this episode, this is, I wanted to check out the BlizzCon stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Uh, the only thing that I've checked out recently news-wise is uh, the Nintendo Direct, and that turned out to be just a Smash Direct, which has got all kind of... <laughs> All kind of flares going up. Uh, Chris, did it remind me? Did you did you do your week first last episode, or did I? Uh, I can't recall. Uh, I think I did. Yeah, I think say, you did because I was. Yeah, you did well, because I, I was talking about magic and then transitioning. Yeah. All right. Well, there's some news things that the three of us can go over. You want to break tradition and do some new stuff and then roll in your week? Or sure. you want to go ahead and roll in your week? We can All do right, new stuff. good. Good. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, this is going to be right up Chris's alley. Okay. Uh, I got to pull a page up because I want to get the list uh, before I start babbling on this. <laughs> uh, there was... Uh, not really a new, well, part of it, it was a news announcement, but it was more of an addition to what's already been announced. I'm sorry I'm talking so slow because I'm trying to get the list pulled up. So the PlayStation Classic was announced a few weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Hey, the PlayStation Classic's on the way. And again, I know we talked about it a little bit, uh, but we were waiting on the full list to be announced. Uh, I don't really want to say this is going to be a game. I'm, I just want to go down this list and I want to get the end of time casts, uh, anticipation, interest, disgust, disdain, what have you on all these games that have been announced. So there are 20 official games okay. that are being released for the, uh, PlayStation classic. And I want to say something here that I brought up to, uh, a co-worker of mine, we were talking about this uh, yesterday, actually. I'm waiting for... I don't know who's going to do it. 
because all three of the big th- the big three are all doing their thing now. Big four, if you count the Sega. Uh, I don't <laughs> think there's an Xbox Classic yet. I think that's the one we're missing, and maybe that will do it. But I don't think that's going to be anywhere near what this question was. This the statement. I'm waiting for the company that comes out and says, you know, guys, we're not going to do this 15, 20, 25 game bullshit. Here is the insert console classic the fucking library is there now you we're charging a little extra okay yeah we're charging 130 but you have every game on this thing because again we have another classic console coming out and arguably i get it playstation isos and roms are a little bit harder to come by there's more licenses to deal with and they're also larger files i could kind of see you making an argument that there's not a big enough space on this little bitty thing but this whole some games are coming out and furthermore no no way to add more games is so mm. fucking aggravating so the shitty news is the playstation's coming out it's a playstation classic it is it is actually per the definition the actual playstation classic as in it will not feature dual shock controllers right. It has the old-style PlayStation controllers. Originally, there were four or five games announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as of now, as of this episode, as of a couple days before this episode, all 20 games have been announced. So, here we go. Number one, Battle Arena Toshinden. Okay. Uh, I mean, hey, PlayStation game. Sure, it's a PlayStation fighting game. I do, I'll do. i say that, yeah, it, it, it smells of PlayStation, but... Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a okay. It's a okay that it's in there. Sure. Uh, and and the two of you, by all means, if if some of these pique your interest or you got something to say, just let me know. Yeah, that would be more uh, of a nostalgia thing. Just boot it up, play around in it right. for a little bit. I mean, Ballerina to Shinden was one of the first games that came out on the PlayStation. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you first got your PlayStation, that was probably the game you had. Yeah, that's something that I'm seeing for this list is a lot of it is either uh, the first of a series or they're like, we're talking classic, classic PlayStation. Uh, And to completely make me a fucking liar, uh, Cool Borders 2 is the next game. What the fuck? I don't don't know if Cool Borders 2 is a sequel to a, a PlayStation Cool Borders Chris, do you think you do some homework on I that? I have really no quick? idea what that is. Yeah, it's a snowboarding. I'm game. guessing it's some. I'm guessing it's a snowboarding game, but I don't know if like the first Cool Borders was a PlayStation One game or if it's a sequel to like I put it, a Genesis game. I put it in a category with like Jet Moto, where it was like you know, it, it was nothing like Jet Moto, but I put it in the same category because it's one of those sports games, kind of. It just yeah. It would it went off how radical it was, and it made me just yeah. absolutely turn my nose up at it. So the <laughs> the first game was on the PlayStation the year before. Wow. Okay. So fuck me, PlayStation Classic, for making me a liar. Apparently there are there is at least a sequel in here, which is gonna which is gonna blow my mind down the road. There's I'm saying this sequel because there's a specific game on here where I went actually two of them. Where I said, why did you use the sequel? It was so much better. Anyway, moving down the list, Destruction Derby. Okay. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. I'll play you the know, hell out it, of that. Again, game they should have kept PlayStation. Going. Yeah. Franchise yeah. that should still exist. Yeah. If you're talking about PlayStation Classic and you're trying to do the classic, like old, old school PlayStation nostalgia, okay. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. Good, good, good. 
Not not great, but good. Final Fantasy VII. This is a fucking gem right here. You are getting one of the top-tier PlayStation games, one of the top-tier RPGs of all time on this console. You are blessed. I think this is a good addition. I think all around this is uh this is a solid a solid pick. One one yeah. second. What happens if they make you buy memory cards for this motherfucker? Oh, see, that's a good question. As I'm looking at the uh PlayStation Classic itself, it does it has the visage of the actual cl- uh, classic PlayStation. I I mean, it's got the power button, the eject button, the reset button. There are slots for memory card, but I haven't looked at any specs on this to see any of that. <laughs> Can you put what a memory I would card assume in there? Is it will have like ROM style memory saves, like an like an emulator? So does. if you it have just... if you have a memory card with save data on it, you can't use that. I don't know. These these are questions that I don't know, but I'd like to know now because I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I'd love to pull out my because I still have my PlayStation One memory cards. Oh yeah, I mean I got uh, nothing but Sui Coden saves left, but I mean you know <laughs> good saves to have. Uh, spoiler alert: Sui Coden is not on this list. Motherfucker, you know, it is. <laughs> it's a virtual memory card. Uh, okay, makes sense. It makes sense. Though it, the slots are there, yeah, I wonder are. if they would work. I'm gonna press I that hope fucking they eject button. If, if, if the thing is, is I'm not gonna be the motherfucker that finds out it fries your fucking memory card when you stick it in. Oh there. no, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> I want my saves intact. You know, it got so bad with my place. I say bad, but it got so bad with my PlayStation saves that I started to have memory cards for every genre. I yeah, had, I had an <laughs> RPG card. I had an action card. A fighting game card. I had a Final Fantasy VII card. There were a lot of games (laughs) that were like, yeah, I'm taking the whole memory card. Sorry, dog. Yeah. 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 Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the original. Okay. I get it. Sure. The original one on there. Just to see what the the classic old school Grand Theft Auto was like. Yeah. Intelligent Intelligent Cube. Uh, Throw a puzzle game on there. I remember that game. I don't know why I it made this list. It was an hard, it was I, pretty I, damn good to puzzle game. To be totally honest with you, but yeah, this is this is where my this is where my mentality like I feel like I'm a spoiled asshole when I think <laughs> about this list. Think about this: there are Chris, you're the world expert on PlayStation. How many titles are there on the PlayStation? Like five hundred, six hundred, something. Uh, I had that up before. Well, as you're looking at the actual number, they've whittled this down to 20. Mm-hmm. And I again, I don't see, much like most of these classic consoles, I don't see any way that they're adding, like, quote-unquote DLC. There's no packs to these. There's no, hey, if you buy this thing and slap it onto this thing somewhere, you can get more games. So, it, intentionally, when you buy these classic consoles, this is... I take it as me giving this console to a non-gamer and going, hey, you want to know what the essence of PlayStation is like? If you want to get a picture frame style of what it was like to be a PlayStation game owner and player, here are 20 games that are going to give you that style. This is the 20 cream of the fucking crop right here. I don't know of a NES Classic V2. 
I haven't heard of a SNES Classic version 2. So I'm assuming there's not going to be a PlayStation Classic 2 in any way. So if I'm looking at the 20 games, I'm thinking, this is the creme de la creme. Final Fantasy 7? Fuck yes. Again, that's a ble- that's awesome. Fucking thanks for giving that to the world. Yeah. Intelligent Cube? I, I don't remember me and Chris having hour-long conversations about Intelligent Cube. I don't remember me and me and Adam getting into heated debates over Cool Borders too. Oh, that's because you, know? you, you wiped it out of your memory. But I can <laughs> I can remember a lot of that's, long nights talking about the the minutia of how to pull off I the guess. perfect 1080. The fucking uh, Hawk's wingnut flip, yeah. So you know they all. The total number of games, 2,595. Jesus wow. Christ. That is insane. And they, again, they have distilled this. This is this is the way that I see these classic consoles. They have distilled that over 2,000 games down to 20. What you, what you really need to remember is that for every game on this PlayStation Classic, 100 got left off. Mm-hmm. Bad. And again, I just want to remind you, Sweet Code's not on this list. Uh, Jumping Flash. Okay, I've heard people talk Fun about it. Wow. I, I've heard it being like something that people really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But up there with, again, the, we're talking top fucking 20. Maybe that's what we should we should get. To, that's the mentality I want from us discussing this list. Top 20, yes or no. We'll just throw it out like that. Uh, we no. did a PlayStation uh, top list, haven't we, guys? Uh, I think you. I think you kind of have to look at this with a different eye, though, because you're looking for the essence of PlayStation, like you said. So it's not just going to be the yeah. best games; it's going to be the games that make you go, "Man, that's a PlayStation game." So it's gonna it's gotta have that nostalgia factor there too. I suppose, but see, my my toss back to that is okay, but there this isn't DualShock. There are lots of DualShock-specific games. I'm looking straight at you, Ape Escape, and that game drips PlayStation to me. Not mm-hmm. on here, because the DualShock's not a thing. Well, yeah. so, okay, well, that's that's not an invalid point, but what I'm saying is Battle Arena to Shinden, top 20 PlayStation? I don't think so. No. But I think it does belong on this. Yeah. Does that make sense? I would say it holds more sway than Cool Borders too. But damn again, sure, I don't. Damn sure does. When I think of when I think of PlayStation like off sports games, I think of and I think Chris would agree with me here. Like Tony Hawk, yep. something Tony Hawk, mm-hmm. or um, or or like the Dave Mira BMX style games. But but Cool Borders, honestly, I don't even think I've heard of that. I've heard of fucking snowboard kids and 1080 snowboarding before I've heard of Cool Borders. And the fact that Cool Borders made it here over Tony Hawk. We'll get we'll get to the license discussion once we get through this list. Uh, uh so Jumping Flash, okay, sure. I mean, I've heard people talk about it, whatever. Metal Gear Solid. Again. Gem. Sounds classic. On the top ten of a PlayStation list, hell yeah, awesome that that's on here. You're blessed to have that on. I here. just want to mention that's the third Konami game we've talked about tonight. Yep, yep. Rest in peace, uh, Mr. Driller. Haven't played it. Nope. But I okay, another pseudo puzzle ish kind of game. I mean, it looks like Dig Dug. Yeah, looks like Dig Dug. I, I get it, but again, I, I I barely remember magazine articles for this thing, so. 
sure it's here. Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Yeah. Great. Damn right. That, this is a puzzle style game that yes. Yeah. yeah that, that I mean, you know, like I said, it wasn't wasn't my favorite PlayStation game, but it, I, I respect it. You know what I mean? Yes. Res- and it, it and it screams PlayStation. Yes, it yeah, does. I think Absolutely. it was on our top uh PlayStation games list we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. That's so bad, man. Again, this is my memory doing me in, but I was uh, we've done so many top lists. I think we've done a PlayStation yeah, list. Yeah, I went it back. Doesn't seem like it was that long ago. It's like the okay. last last game. Uh, last thing I remember. It was yeah. episode forty-eight. Wow. I want to go back and watch it or listen to it. Rather. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So the next game here, this is this is where I start to get pissed off, and I think even my wife would be pissed off about this. Rayman. Okay. I'll I will grant you that Rayman, especially the classic Raymans, are decent games. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. They're fun, they're colorful, and they're designed very, and pretty well. They're worth a playthrough or through. I will give you that. And and th- so that's one thing. Second thing, taking Adam's argument. Okay, they don't have to be the best games of all time, but they need to scream PlayStation. You need to be able to look at this and think PlayStation. Okay, I can sort of think Rayman, but what other I ask you two gentlemen and audience as well. What mascot comes to mind? Thank you. <laughs> Guess who's not on this fucking list anywhere? You're shitting me. Crash Bandicoot is not on this list anywhere. Wow. Now I know what's I know there are some apologizers that are gonna say, wait, hold your boobs, wait a minute. Because they did just release the insane trilogy on the PlayStation 4 and the store and all that shit. So, I mean, we did just get, and I say that does not make, that's no excuse. This is a, in your house, hand it to a friend and say, here is PlayStation, buddy. If you want to feel what it was like to play these games and get the, get the breath, here is the fucking icon, the arguable mascot for the PlayStation, not on the PlayStation Classic. I think that is a slap in the face. How how did they not have a Crash Bandicoot on here? Any one of them. How did they not have any one of them? You telling me it's a licensed thing? Mm. <laughs> how did Rayman get picked over Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation Classic? Ah, crazy. Crazy world. Again, Rayman, you're fun, but you're not the icon that Crash Bandicoot was that's designed like, to be. That's like the Sega classic, you know, having Vector Man instead of Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, you're there. I, mean, I would make that I comparison. You, but. When I see you, Vector Man, I do think placed, uh, Sega Genesis, yeah, but you're not Sonic. Okay. I, 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 don't think, I don't think Rayman is the one to point at and say, why are you here instead of Crash Bandicoot? I totally think Rayman deserves to be on here for the classic it is crash bandicoot yeah put it on there replace something mr driller how about one of those shittier games that nobody's heard of over you know another classic i can convert i can can switch over to chris's religion now there we go (laughs) and adam you you have swayed me with your with your (laughs) charisma roll all right and and spoiler (laughs) adam uh these are in alphabetical order Oh God! So yeah. oh no! I'm going ABC order. So so if there's a uh, game you're waiting to hear that you haven't heard yet, and it, you know in yeah. alphabetic order, you're not going to. Motherfuck, yeah, we're so on so R. 
Yeah. Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Not here. Oh, my fucking uh, shit. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut. This is the first one of the sequel-itis thing that I can't, I, I don't really get. So Resident Evil Director's Cut. Okay. You're going way old school classic. Mm-hmm. You went above and beyond to at least get us the director's cut. But I'm sorry. If you're not going to follow through with your own sequel thing, I'm looking at you, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, Cool Borders 2. Why did you not put Resident Evil 2 on here? Which is arguably, of those two, the better game. Eh, whatever. Question for you, because I, I don't yes. remember this. Was RE2 DualShock? Yes. Maybe. I want to say there was like vibration. Because if it was, that's exactly uh, why. Oh, that's a good question. I want to say there was Jesus. vibration. Jesus. I want to say there was a dual shot version. Oh, Jesus. I think, that's, I what the, I think that's what the director's cut added and then the dual shock for Resident Evil 2. Because it came out in it came out Resident Evil in the giant ugly fucking VHS case. You remember? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then Resident so, Evil Director's Cut. I think it they actually put it in like a normal freaking CD case. And then Resident Evil yes. Two had the double CD case. So the original Resident Evil Two that came out in nineteen ninety eight was Resident Evil. Then later there was a dual shot version. So. Two different, two different versions. Let me. I'm following through because I'm actually reading that off a of fact, and I'm not. I'm not comfortable. I'm not yeah. comfortable putting my seal of approval on a fact. I did see that there was a separate DualShock edition. Uh, I found eBay results when yeah. I was searching. So, yeah, I, I. I don't know. Yeah, there. I'm seeing a title that says Resident Evil Two DualShock version. So, oh, so maybe there's yeah, a not gonna, DualShock version. Which, I'm going to stand by that and say there were at least two versions of it. So, And again, yeah, I, I would see that being a, a solid argument. It would play better with a DualShock, but if you're going with old school tank controls with Resident Evil Director's Cut, then you could have win it. Again, I, I get it. I'm not saying... This is, this is kind of a half-hearted, why didn't you put the sequel in? I yep. realize that I prefer this sequel over... I, I had Resident Evil 2 on my top 15 for a long time, so I have a lot of passion for that. I can see if you just wanted to show off the old school, the old, old school Resident Evil, I mean, you get you got tank controls either way, so yeah. sure. Whatever. I mean, that's fair enough. It's a different version. I mean, it's a... I think there's still, like you were kind of saying, there's still kind of that argument there, but you know what? I take a step back and say, yeah, they totally could have. If there was a version out yeah. there, they could have. I think the yep. entire Resident Evil series would have benefited from using the B-movie footage they used in the first Resident Evil. Yeah. On all yeah. of them. They take out all it the fits. CGI cutscenes from 2, 3, and all the rest of them. <laughs> and just replace them with B-actors badly saying their lines. Yeah, Everything don't open that door. That door could have been an Adam Sandwich. revelations persona now this uh, as as touted uh, versed in the persona universe i am now i don't know what the fuck this is i'm thinking this is like a a version 2.0 of the very first persona but i I don't know move the triangle around on the on the grid 
You move a triangle around. Yeah. It's, it's supposed so, to be on a city, but it's a grid. <laughs> Don't do it. So there is a there, there is a persona in this on this, which is cool, sure. But would I have persona on here as opposed to Sweet Coden? No. That's me being biased. It's me being personally biased. No, I get it. No, I, and I, this is just Persona I, 1. I, I'm going to go ahead. That's what I figured. I'm going to go ahead and get mad because you know one of the games I heard <laughs> that was on this thing? You know, no, what? I heard Saga Frontier was on this goddamn game thing. And I'm, nope. now I'm not buying it. I, I Nope. Completely wanted to play Saga Frontier. I'd seen so much about it, you know. I got to see it over a friend's house one time, and I never got to just dig my teeth into it the way I wanted to. And this was going to be my opportunity, and we're already past S's. Denied. Ridge Racer Type 4. Uh, so, fuck the first three Ridge Racers. We're going straight to four. For some reason, they picked the fourth. So if they're being picky and choosy about what they're wanting to put on here, Ridge Racer got special dibs. Sure. I don't know enough about racing games or Ridge Racers as a whole to know why this one would have got picked or what's better, but I'm assuming this is a later generation PlayStation game, which would also go against this thing being a PlayStation classic. I don't know. Ridge Racer, that's Sony's deal. Let them do whatever they want. Let's see... So- uh, Ridge Racer Type 4, Japan 98, NA 99. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty, pretty later in the, later-ish in the time frame. Yeah. Uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Fuck uh, that. Oh, guess. You could have put, put Street Fighter Alpha 3. <laughs> Street Fighter ES well, plus Alpha, come on. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> That's the one I had. The 3D one? Uh, the first yeah. 3D one? Yeah. The abysmal failure 3D one? <laughs> Had some kind of weird uh, scorpion-like character with a, the, the harpoon move? I don't remember. That's too oh, long I ago. Remember. I put tons of hours into it, though. It had Skullomania on there, so there's that. Yeah. Oh, God. Which everybody gets up in arms about. He's a cool character, but I only remember him from X plus Alpha. A- anyway, Siphon Filter also made it on here. Okay, I can see this Okay, one so we didn't pass the a- S's, but now we have. God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yes. You're just gonna be upset by this list, okay? Siphon Filter is uh, awesome, but I'm still mad, because it comes yeah, after Siphon Filter Saga. is my, my PlayStation Radar sees siphon filter i can respect it being on here sure tekken 3 siphon filter again hold up you never heard of siphon filter nope it was a game where you could tase someone until they burnt to death (laughs) from across the street this taser was was like metal gear this action this taser could shoot no no shit this taser could shoot like 400 yards and you could just electrocute people to death on top of buildings it was great (laughs) it was a pretty good action shooter game but i unfortunately played this after i played metal gear solid so i was like man i'm already i'm action gamed out right now Mm -hmm. so 
Tekken 3, okay, again, we're passing up Tekken 1 and 2, PlayStation Classic, and we're going straight to Tekken 3, so you're picking and choosing pick of, picks of the litter, because yeah. Tekken 3 is awesome, it is considerably, definitely awesome, and it is definitely a 3D fighting game that blows Toshin Den out of the water when it comes to 3D fighting, but again, I'm just taking a little mark there that you pick 3. Over one and two. I would have been even cooler now, with this list if they had just divided it up and said, "We got here's our cat, here's our genres, and we're gonna go one racing game, one fighting game, one RPG, one action platformer, you know, one survival horror." And they just kept on going. They just kept repeating, you know, and that's how they mm-hmm. made their picks. And so some yep. weird ones ended up on there because they didn't have five of these this one specific genre that they had. You know, a stellar, you know, um, model of. But this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And we're almost done. The hurt, the pain's almost over, Adam. Don't worry. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. So the only thing that I ever remember about old, old, old school Rainbow Six games was not even on the PlayStation. It was on the Dreamcast. So this was the next generation of consoles. <laughs> and I had a Rainbow Six game. And I remember the load times for that thing being like two to three minutes every time. And I'm talking offline gameplay. If I went into a Rainbow Six match and died, it was just the loading was like two to three minutes to load the next thing. So, if that was on the Dreamcast, I can only imagine what it was like on the PlayStation. I never played this game on the PlayStation. I I must have got some kind of popularity because Sony decided to put this thing on the PlayStation Classic, along with 19 <coughs> other games. Jesus Christ. This is the one that really pisses me off, as if I'm not already pissed off. Twisted Metal, full stop. Twisted Metal. So, you went out of your way to pick Taken Three, you went out of your way for some reason to pick Cool Borders Two over One, but you put the original Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal Two is not on this thing. It's One. Yeah, One's okay. One's fun. It is not the caliber of Two. Yeah. Two is the masterclass of that entire fucking franchise. You didn't put that one on here. All right, Sony, <laughs> you're the fucking boss. I mean, and then the last game. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, they gotta they gotta save something for next time, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. That's why they're littering this thing. This? With, that's why it's like you know cat litter. You got sand, 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 giant fucking turd sand. <laughs> See, this this is what pisses me off. Think about this. If they do make me a complete liar, by now we have the PlayStation Classic version two, PlayStation Dual Shock version. Twisted Metal Two is not Dual Shock. So that doesn't work. <laughs> like no, nothing, nothing on this list makes enough sense to me except for Final Fantasy VII Metal Gear Solid. The rest of them are there's some okays in here. Let's finish the list off, then we'll talk about the whole entire list. The last game on the list is Wild Arms. Okay, cool. You put another RPG on here. Oh, Wild Arms deserves probably, probably not over Breath of the Breath of Fire Three. Not over Saga Frontier, motherfucker. Not over fucking Sweet Coden. It's still there. It's still it's on the fucking list. It was it was one of the. It, I mean, you know, compared to all, all the other dog shit they put on there, they put a decent game on there. I'm, I'll take it. Okay, I'll oh, take man. it. You put something on there that's at least above a five. Okay, I'll yeah. take it. 
It don't have to be tits now, anymore. My expectations have gone way lower. My my <laughs> expectations are at cool boulders right now. Yeah, my 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 desire to have this thing sitting in my house and invite friends over and be like, hey man, check out the PlayStation World stops with seven and solid. It's like just ignore all are, this shit. Don't don't touch the seven. other ones are kind of ho hums. This is what you've got the, is the a main, demo disc. They have they have yeah, accurately recreated yeah. the demo disc environment of dog shit, dog <laughs> shit, dog shit, dog shit. Awesome. Dog shit, dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. The, I'm sure that there are many reasons why a lot of the games that we as gamers believe should be on this list are not on this list. The main one that I keep hearing without doing the homework, mind you, without seeing it on black and white paper is that licensing. Well, I'm sorry, but if you got the time, effort, money, what the fuck ever connections to get Final Fantasy VII on here and Metal Gear fucking Solid on here, the fact that you don't have Crash Bandicoot alone makes that argument fucking crazy to me. Yeah. It's I I don't know who makes these picks. I don't I don't get them, and I'm trying to say that from a genuine PlayStation lover's point of view. Like, I can see Odd World. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see Tekken 3. Hell, I can see Destruction Derby and Toshin Den. But Cool Borders, Intelligent Cube, Raymond. Raymond. I just don't know, man. Some of these things just don't fucking add up. I can see this. Now I can see this PlayStation 1 case with Everybody Loves Raymond, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, hey. And his wife bitches at him and then he goes away. Yeah, Adam, you you learn to just go with it. He says it every other time, if not most of the time that way. Sometimes he gets it right. I just I know what he's saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, everybody like loves Raymond. Raymond. So since Adam's opinion never counts anymore, nobody fucking cares about him because he's a shitty guest on this podcast God now. Damn. Chris, God <laughs> damn, God, God, Chris, yeah. Chris, since. <laughs> since what? of the three ah! since since of the, the two of us that actually matter on this podcast ah! I, I I genuinely put you as the PlayStation guru. I feel like I'm the Super Nintendo flag holder and I feel like you're the PlayStation flag holder. Being the unofficial PlayStation guru of the end of time cast, what's your pretty much up and down about this PlayStation Classic. So, I wrote out the list of the games, and I put dots next to the ones that I'm at least okay with being on this list. I dotted 12 of them. So that means 8 of the games on here I literally don't give a shit about and won't touch. Um, Mm -hmm. Of the remaining, I'll probably play most of them. Uh, I probably won't touch 7 on it, um, just because why would I do that? I have you know, so many other copies of it. Um, yeah. It, it definitely should be on there, but I personally won't play it because I already have it. Um, not what that if, I don't have Destruction Derby and Resident Evil and several others. What, what do you um, do? Yeah. What do you do if Sony pulled a fast one on us and this is the Final Fantasy VII remake on here? Get fucked out of town. <laughs> All right. Get just, the fuck out of here. Michael, just mute his audio track Damn. while we have this discussion. <laughs> Damn. And we'll just we'll just move on and pretend that wasn't said. 
Um, I thought you had something, but all you had was was heartache and depression. Ah, uh, that's a taboo until Chris and I are actually trying to forget about the seven remake, not because we don't want it to happen, because we want it to be a surprise when it comes out. And what did we say, Chris? Twenty twenty five. I think that was about <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was something that I don't remember. We actually had a literal uh, and actual factual basis for that being a worthy guess was 2025 um, yeah don't remember what the original source was but um yeah that's that's out. where my hopes currently lie come out I, right next to the then, new star fox yeah yeah right oh oh i swear to god i punch <laughs> you right now you better be lucky this is not live in my house anymore because i would punch you oh, man. right now damn i hope we do a thanksgiving episode down there live Oh yeah, all three of us at a table, fisticuffs over the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm okay with a little more than half of the games. Um, it's a hundred bucks. I'm, I'm okay with that. I think you get your money's worth, even with the shitty games that are on it. Um, yeah. And even if they're not like Twisted Metal, like you said. Not the best one in the series. It's an okay game. Uh, it definitely hasn't aged well, which leads me to wondering, is this pure original source format? Or do these contain yeah. any tweaks at all? Any not I don't want to say quite remastered, but minor upgrades, if you will. You know? Right. Um, right. Because a game like Twisted Metal, it needs it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even two and three are better, you know, graphically than one by quite a bit if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, Destruction Derby. I'm okay with its graphics. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Um, I mean, uh, to to tell you the truth, aesthetically speaking, Destruction mm -hmm. Derby's mediocre to to subpar graphics kind of fit the motif of the game itself. The game is about putting nasty, raunchy, fucking broke down cars and slamming them together. I'm okay with on the PlayStation 1 specifically. We're not talking PlayStation 4 graphics here. On the PlayStation 1, I'm okay with it being a little ugly, you Uh, know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, there's the PlayStation Classic. I definitely was, definitely wanted to get Chris's opinion on this. I, full disclosure, I haven't bought any of these classic consoles. I think if I were to buy one, I would probably get the SNES one, but. I live in such a fortunate age where number one, I have my own Super Nintendo with with way too many games anyway, and I I just have the shit on my computer anyway. So yeah. the nostalgia is there, I get it, but nothing on any of those lists, especially this PlayStation, has made me go, oh wow, this is if if there was a way. See, so this is another thing I'll say before I got to get into Chris's week. Uh, if a company doesn't want to go out of their way to have every game on there, I mean, again, if we're talking over 2,000 PlayStation ISOs, holy shit, that's a lot of space. I get that. But maybe give them the, uh, g- g- do your work, developers, and get as many licenses as you possibly can. Make it to where you can get whatever you want. Have us pay 150 and let us pick our own 20 you know, somehow. I know that's way far and beyond. That, that's that's so much hassle. You'd have to probably buy the thing and then hook it up online yeah. and buy codes. I get it. Or maybe have different I mean, 
bundles for that they really already have like their playstation uh online library what i don't remember what they call it but they have where you can pay x amount a month and there are a lot of classic games in there Um, yeah yeah. and they have a lot of them you can buy their classic versions don't know how the pricing is but i imagine it's fairly decent probably like five ten bucks a game maybe depending on what it is so i think the availability is there um I think right now what they need to fix is the service itself. Not so much the games they're offering because they they yeah. offer a lot. They need yeah. to fix the service. That's my biggest complaint I've heard. I don't use it because I've heard all the complaints about it. Mm-hmm. But I've been considering it just because I keep seeing how vast the library is. Like we're talking about the Persona games and I'm like, yeah, if I had that service, I could go play, you know, like two other games. Uh, I think like three and four I could go play if I had that service. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it sucks. So, despite the truth of Adam being a guest and nobody cares, damn, didn't damn. What, what are you? What's your? What's your quick over under on the PlayStation Classic? I'm over it and <laughs> under, <laughs> underwhelmed. Yeah. Highly underwhelmed. So, uh, yeah, uh, a couple of those games I can understand being on there. I mean, I know. Not everybody played Siphon Filter, but Siphon Filter was, he was one of the big, you know, uh, Gabe, Gabe Logan, the protagonist of Siphon Filter was mm-hmm. one of the big three spy dudes back in the day. You know, if you read the game in magazines and stuff like that, it was Snake, Sam, and Gabe. Yep. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Gabe was the first motherfucker to quit. <laughs> yep. so as soon as PlayStation 2 came out, he was like, man, I'm really not good at this shit. And uh, yeah. I think he had one game, and it was like, yep, rip. And, <laughs> you know, Sam Fisher held on for a little bit longer than he than he petered out to. Uh, <clears throat> actually, yeah, I think he's still got games coming out. I believe so, yeah. yeah maybe he's another one of those that is, he's kind of he's jumped over the hurdle of what he's typically known for. Yeah, I got, I got that backwards. Snakes petered out before fucking Sam Fisher did. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But um, so uh, when it comes to stuff like Jumping Flash and uh, you know uh, Battle Arena Tashinden, I can understand why that's there. Those are first gen games. I get that. You know, it's like Warhawk. You yeah. Know? Those kind of games are are iconic. They're the first gen of PlayStation games. They were the games that separated the PlayStation from its competition. When you looked at like the 32X, you were like, man, that's 32-bit. And the PlayStation said, yeah, but that's 32-bit dog shit. Look at this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and um, you know, Battle Arena Toshinden was going up against Virtual Fighter. The yeah. original ones. And uh, it was winning. You know? The problem I see is when you... You know, you get back into there and you start looking at the uh, the other games in the library and you go, man, this is really... I mean, where where is Street Fighter the game, the movie? <laughs> get out of town. <laughs> you know, get I, out of the city. That, that's a PlayStation classic in my mind. All right. <laughs> this is what happens when you give Adam the floor. All right. <laughs> so Adam's totally not going to drop 100, neither am I. Don't, Chris, maybe. I already we'll pre-ordered see. it. Oh shit! I pre-ordered when it was announced, and we only had five games. My condolences. Oh, yeah, that's right. You sure did. Well, Chris, it's about that time. What you, what you been up to this past week? Uh, the last thing I'll say about the PlayStation Classic, I was looking at the pictures they have on the website for it, and one of them includes the manual 
And what stuck out to me is it has the lines pointing to what all the parts are, you know, on the PlayStation itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no lines pointing to the memory card ports. So those okay. are just decorative just based for on show. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, a, that's an up or down decision. I mean... It'd be cool to go put your own memory card in there and and, and load up your saves, but mm-hmm. if it's also cool that they're using straight virtual memory, how, so you don't yeah. have to fuck. How with am I gonna fire up my awesome 1080 fucking cool border save? And now I can't fucking do it. <laughs> fuck that whole console. All right. So my week, man, this has been a week for me. It's been a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't talk about it last week because it was fresh. Uh, and I was still waiting on news and stuff about it. But so last Thursday, we get a, a call telling us to stop working. Um, I'm like, okay. And apparently the contract, we just did a whole contract transition, changed companies and changed companies again. Um, and so uh, – we get the call saying, hey, stop working because the contract was protested. Well, okay. The last contract I worked on was protested as well, and we were still working for the, like, three months that was going on. Um, so we're like, okay. So we stopped working. So <laughs> Friday and Monday, doing nothing. Um, just kind of waiting to hear back. You know, they're like, yeah, they're, you know, working on talking about stuff and figuring out, you know, how to keep us working. And I'm like, all right, well, just – let me know when I can do work again. And then Tuesday, the company uh, calls us up and says, well, as of uh, today, uh, we're terminating you because of the protests. You know, we can't keep paying wow. you. Oh, God. Jeez. What? Okay. Um, so what now? Um, but we quickly found out, fortunately, that the company we worked for before um, was they had a, they were awarded a different contract and they were going to get an emergency extension to be able to cover us um until the protest was over mm-hmm. it's it's a whole mess and this is why i hate being in the contracting world um despite how lucrative it is money wise and how you know good some of the jobs are the stuff on the back end the whole contract thing itself is like all right this is a mess um of course it's government related so of course it is but, uh, I mean, do you like so, work for like Cyberdyne Systems or something? You know, are you making so, like artificial life? Why are they protesting what you're doing? So the the way the protest works is basically the government puts out a bid for contra- for people to work on a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, our contract is for a variety of programs. Um, that's kind of why it was a little change up with this. Uh, this round of bids and stuff because there were actually two different contracts that were being awarded to kind of break out one larger one that everybody was on before. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one was awarded to the company that got it. They started working. Everything is fine. As far as I know, they're good. Um, and we're falling under them now, so I certainly hope so. Um, but so the company I was working for was going to be a subcontractor on the new contract. Um, but of course the prime has to have, you know, 51% of the work or they're not the prime. Uh, there's this whole, I don't really I've d- dive too deep into it, but there's basically this whole, you know, small business movement going on. And so when contracts are awarded, they look for small businesses that can take it. 
and the way the big companies are still getting the work and a lot of the money is they're doing 49% of the work on a contract. So small companies only handling a portion of it. Um, at, at literally as little as they can while still meeting the criteria so they can get a word. Right. Right. Um, right. So the company I was working for, good company, was going to be a sub. Well, as far as I'm aware, they're only a sub on the first contract I was awarded. So we're like, okay. So the second contract was awarded and we moved over to the company or a company. Um, and then that was actually the sub on that contract. So there's the prime and the sub. So we moved over to the sub, um, as pretty much as soon as the thing was awarded, this is like at the beginning of October or whatever, or yeah, beginning of October. Um, and then the, they worked out all their other stuff and they're like, okay, we're actually going to move you to the prime. So we moved over to the prime. Um, and then this whole, we were literally on the primes, uh, employed by the prime for six days total, five days total working days. Uh, two of those being the stop working days. So we literally had like three days of work with the prime company before the protest hit. And they're like, Oh, well, we're not going to pay you if we don't know if we're going to keep the contract. Um, it's yeah. So I've worked for three companies in the last month, one of them twice. Um, so we're now back to the sub, com uh, subcontractor because they're a, the prime on the other one or something, or they're a sub on the other one as well. So they got an emergency, uh, allowance from the government saying, yeah, you can cover this work until we work out the protest. So yeah, it was, it's ridiculous, but, um, sounds like you've had a very, uh, nerve wracking week. Well, you know what? It's kind of funny because, uh, about a month ago, probably like a week before all this started, I got approached by a company I did some side work for earlier in the year. They wanted me to do some more side work. So when they told us to stop working at, you know, my job, I was like, okay, I guess I'll go work on this other side project I have. It, you know, pays like 75% or so what I make with my main job. But at least I was making money instead of doing nothing. Yeah. Um, though I didn't spend as much time working on it as I should have. Um, I played a lot more video games. Uh, of course, but you know, I, I got some decent hours and, and turns out I still got paid for those days. They told us not to work, uh, cause they had to because of salary or something like that. Here in a little bit, whenever you have those kind of days where they're just like, stop working, you can just bring your little, uh, PlayStation classic in, play some jumping <laughs> flash and then boom, there you go. Well, you I work from home, so it? I have all my consoles. So. <laughs> you play some, uh, siphon filter. And learn the uh, learn the wonders of the the two thousand yard taser. Yeah, so with all of that, they gave me a fair bit of time to uh, play some games. Um, I am now to kind of close the loop on. I am now fully employed, getting my eight hours a day, actually being able to work again. Um, good, good, excellent. Uh, let's see. I don't think there's anything outside of gaming. We didn't even play D&D &D this week. Slackers. Um, it's not my fault. Nope, not this time. Damn. Uh, <laughs> always, Damn. always, always blame the DM. Oh, sure. Um, the DM will remember that. 
You better not remember it from me. I didn't say shit. Uh, um, yeah, so continuing from last week, I've been playing quite a bit of Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, I did not expect to get sucked in as much as I did, but I think one of the things is it's so easy to just open up and play a game. Um, mm-hmm. A game can last anywhere from a minute to 15 minutes, I think. I think the longest game I've had was probably 25 minutes, and that was a very interesting game that found me at, I want to say, uh, my opponent had 40-something health, and I had 7. And then I came back to win it with like 50 health. Uh, so it was one of those very interesting uh, matchups. Um, but that's probably the longest one I've played. Uh, but it's... They give you these little daily things you can do, um, and that kind of keeps you going. It's like, okay, well, a few more wins, and I'll get another reward, you know? Or if I do X amount of stuff, I'll unlock something. I don't even have to win the games to get rewards. They're using Uh, that free-to-play model. Yes, it is free-to-play, and you do have options. You can buy stuff, Um, but you don't have to. Uh, If you play for – I think it rounds out to being exactly a week doing the – daily the main daily uh you get a deck a day and on the seventh day they unlock all the rest of the decks that are part of the starter batch uh-huh. um so at the end of a week you end up with i want to say 14 15 decks all free cards nice. that you can do what you want with when you get a deck all those cards are part of your collection and then you can build decks with those cards you know just like you would buy a normal deck and with physical uh cards um, there are weekly quests, uh, and then daily quests. They're kind of broken out into, once you get past the first week, the first week has those extra deck quests. Those go away after the first week. Nothing replaces them, but you have basically three other slots to accomplish. Um, the weekly is, uh, you get a pack of cards at five, 10 and 15 wins, um, which isn't that bad, uh, even if you suck like me, it's not horrible to do. Um, and you're getting a pack of cards at those intervals, so that's cool. This sounds a uh, lot like the uh, the model Blizzard used for Hearthstone. You know, I, I'm having a hard time remembering because I played it and I was very frustrated that I couldn't get more cards. So they might have added on to it and made it easier to get into. Mm-hmm. But Hearthstone felt very pay-to-play to me. Even though it was a free-to-play model, it didn't feel like it when I played it, and I ended up dropping out and losing interest because of that. Yeah, um, I might need that. to go back and try it, especially now being more interested in magic now. Mm-hmm. It might be worth me going back and revisiting. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff. I, I remember when I first started out playing Hearthstone, I had to do a lot of the solo content mm-hmm. uh, before I broke into the online stuff to kind of build up the... You have the standard cards, and then you have the basic cards, but the only way to get the basic cards is to actually... Let them walk you through the tutorial and be like, okay, beat this guy using only these cards. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I did tutorial stuff. Yeah, and once you once you got through that, then it was all about building up your deck. And yeah, yeah you get you you'll get absolutely crushed in ladder if you don't have a, a developed deck to Yeah. To build off and, of. and that's kind of what I really liked about the magic game is because they give you useful decks. 
like when you first start, you get to choose essentially a an uh, an elemental deck, um, meaning it's uh, sorry. Let me rephrase: a mono element deck. I believe is a proper terminology for it. So I started out with the green deck because um, I'd seen it used a little bit, and I was kind of more familiar with those cards. Um, it looked okay, or no, actually I didn't pick the green because I watched that played, uh, and I relied too much on the big, you know, heavy mana costing bombs. Uh, I think I went with red first because I was like, all right, instance, you know, I'll just burn my opponents as, you know, best I can and not have to worry about as much mana management and, uh, you know, trying to build up to these bombs. I'll just removal, direct damage, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was a little rough. But as soon as uh, I started getting the daily decks, those were dual uh, element decks. So I, I think it first unlocks a green, uh, green white deck or something like that. Whatever, um, a Sapperling deck and all these other decks. Um, it wasn't until I unlocked the black white deck uh, that's basically uh, a lifesteal deck um, that I started actually winning. I, it took me a week, but I finally battled my way out of bronze four, the lowest rank being technically negative because it took four games to get any progress on the bar, I finally made it to bronze three. Good and job. And I've stayed there. <laughs> I've stayed there for now four, five days. It's all about the small, you got to claw your way up to the top. And, I, and I'm like halfway through bronze three. You know, I win some, I lose some. I've, I've got about a 50% win rate, I'd say. Um, but I'm only, only if I use this black-white deck. Yeah, if fun. I use any other deck... I get murdered. Um, uh, I could probably use the Merfolk deck and do okay because that deck's OP as hell. Um, but I like the black-white deck. I like the lifesteal and seeing my hit points go up to 50 before my opponent finally gives up or I crush them or something. Mm-hmm. Or making them drop to negative 40 just because of the pure amount of damage I can do in one turn. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's so fun. And I don't know if after I playing this, I could go back to a Hearthstone model. Now, see, Hearthstone's model is card synergies. You want to see how many card interactions you can get. Mm-hmm. You want to chain them together. You want to make them interesting. Um, you know, they have different different things. That Blizzard actually just killed like four of my fucking decks the other day. <laughs> With uh, they put out two nerfs, and they nerfed one, which was like a mage basic card. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was a one mana, one three that gained one attack power every time you casted a spell. It was a mono worm, and they went from they they nerfed it from one mana cost to two mana cost, and that just completely wrecked my complete sure. yeah, my decks for this because turn one you could throw the mono worm down, pop the coin that's a spell. Then pop mm-hmm. another spell, one point spell, and bam! Now it's got three attack, and you just hit them with a spell. Right. And now it's turn two. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, now you can't do that at all. So that ruins the tempo of that that deck. Um, yeah. And then they they absolutely slaughtered this one great card they had this expansion. It was a five mana cost, uh, two attack, one that spawned two divine shield, which can basically take a hit without taking any damage spawn two taunt minions that uh had divine shield they they completely destroyed that thing so it's completely unplayable now 
So I'd take that off all my decks. So <clears throat> I was going through and reworking decks the, the whole of like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep, every time I see these That's cards, cool. they've got to go. Uh, yeah. You know, and these were great control decks. They'd slow down the match. If you were, you know, you start get overwhelmed, well, it's going to take at least two kill, two hits to kill each one of these things. So, uh, you got a little time to, to breathe. You know, maybe, sure. maybe they won't get on top of you by the end of the next turn. Nope. Blizzard's like, nah, you can't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So having, and I, I'm not, well-versed enough with the cards and smart enough with, uh, you know, gameplay overall to build my own decks. I built one that does kind of okay, but it's basically a... Uh, so the the white deck I play is, you know, like basically a 50-50 split between white and black. I kind of built a modified version, adding some cards and adding more copies of cards to make it more white with basically a splash of black instead. It is okay... But uh, it doesn't play as well as the, you know, one they give you. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I tried it. I won a game with it. I lost the game with it. But I didn't. It didn't feel good. You know, it didn't yeah. feel like a good deck. Um, didn't have that synergy you want out of it. Um, so I'm just. That's one of my favorite parts of uh, of Hearthstone is going around and like, okay, what card do I not like having in my hand? This one. Get rid of that card. Replace it with mm -hmm. this. Let's see how it feels now. You know, and oh man, it's it's just one of the cool <laughs> things, and it's a great game to pass the time with. You know, it's a lot of little strategy going on, and yeah. uh, jockeying for position, a little bit of trash talk. Cool game, and, uh, yeah. So, on top of the uh, weekly quests, there are um, there's. I'm trying to think exactly. There's two sets of daily. Um, rewards. One is uh, nothing but coins, which you can use to purchase stuff. I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, and the other is coins and cards. Uh, so basically, it alternates. I think the first two are coins. It's like 250 coins and 100 coins, and then it's a card, and then it's 100 coins, and it's a card, and it's 50 coins. It starts going down in coins, but you basically get a card every other time, and it's a random card from whatever i don't know what the source of those cards are rewarding i haven't actually paid enough attention to it but they're cards you know i'm playing against and i'm playing with and stuff like that so they're relevant cards but again, it's costing me nothing to do that and uh that's up the card and coins are 15 per day uh for wins so you get 15 rewards per day uh the other one is more i don't know if there's a pattern to it yet but it's basically a random objective like play 20 white and or red spells or something like that you know mm -hmm. so they're basically trying to encourage you to play a white red deck or a black white deck you know they're they're trying to get people to try different stuff i usually just use yeah. what i'm using very, um, <laughs> very similar very similar it sounds so, like it sounds really awesome though because i'm glad uh magic was the premier card game you know mm -hmm. and uh Blizzard actually beat them to the punch getting on, you know, uh, a mobile platform or whatever. And I'm glad that Magic now has their, um, you know, the OG card game has its own really awesome game to, yeah. to go along with it. Because that, that was a spot in the market that needed some competition. Mm 
Yeah, and this isn't the first Magic card game, video game either. But um, not only is it free to play, but the other ones aren't as good as this one, apparently. Uh, They're much more complicated. This one has a better user interface. Mm -hmm. Uh, The model is better from what I understand. I think the other ones you just had to straight up buy cards. I don't think they had any way to, you know, uh, earn them. Um, But um, with the... With the coins you get, and they have two types of currencies, coins and gems. Um, with coins, the most basic thing you can do is buy a pack. Um, a thousand coins, which I think you can make like 1,500 per day. Mm-hmm. So you can get a pack of cards a day if you do all your dailies, which I've done multiple days uh, just playing casually. You know, I'll play a game in the morning. I'll play a game after work, you know. Uh, before I start streaming, you know, another game, uh, another, you know, triple A PlayStation game or whatever. Um, how how often in these in these decks that you get mm-hmm. do you find yourself getting like those really good, those really rare cards? Oh, all the time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I mentioned this before uh, last week, but you actually, as you earn cards... Uh, I'm trying. I I can't recall the exact mechanic yet because I am still figuring out all this stuff. But every so often, you will get sometimes from packs, but you also earn them just straight up. I think by opening packs, it ticks a you know a uh, counter up, and every say seven packs you open, you get a uh, uncommon wild card or something like that. So you get these wild cards for each rarity tier, and you can pick any card, any card and put it in your deck and use one of those wild cards and you now have that card. That's cool. So if there's a a rare card you want, you have a wild card, you just go pick it out of the deck builder, slide it over, it promptly says, do you want to use a wild card? You say, yes, why I would like to. And it says, alright, here's your card. Easy as that. Hmm. So, nice. I, I'm loving this model. I don't feel pressured at all to buy stuff. Um, and if I ever did, it'd just be to support the thing, you know, because I'm having fun with it. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd uh, like to hear your opinion on. Uh, I'm sorry to keep going back to Hearthstone. I know you're talking about <laughs> Magic, but I, I really would like to see how you compare and contrast the two with a with a second look at it. Yeah, I, I, I. Yeah, it'll be rough, but I'll probably go back um, eventually and try it. It probably won't be anytime soon because of all the other stuff I have going on, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll get into a little bit after this, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking that the model's probably changed enough that's probably going to be pretty similar in some senses. Um, like with the, uh, talking about the currency still, like I said, every thousand coins you can buy a pack. Or you can save it up and, or I say save it up, but the price really varies from 500 gold to 2,000 gold to participate in a uh, draft. Uh, or a uh, pre-constructed decked event that has a special theme to it. Like right now, there's a uh, one that only costs 500 to enter, but you can only use cards that are common ranked. You can't use anything above a common ranked card in a 60-card deck. Um, you pay 500 coins, you're allowed entry, you play until you lose two games, and depending how many you win, you get a reward. Uh, up to... I think it's typically like seven wins as the max. Uh, 
So if you, I want to say four or five is a break even point. And then after that, you're actually making profit back. Um, and you'll actually on some of them earn gems, which can also be used into these events. And gems is kind of the pay to get currency. But the I have yet to see something that costs gems that doesn't have a coin equivalent. So there's nothing like locked behind a paywall that I've seen, which is great. I love that. If you're going to have a pay for model, have a free version as well. I'm good. Yep. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I have no idea how much time I've put into this game because I've only streamed two hours of it, but I probably played 30 hours of it because it was even yeah, 15 minutes fault, here, man. 30 minutes like there. We just, you get lost like we in discussed the before, it just seems to be something that game companies are not getting on board with. Like, give me a way to track my time. Come on. <laughs> this needs to be a standard. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's not on Steam, so I don't get that tracking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also... This is a beta. Uh, I mentioned that last week, but Adam, this is a beta version of it too. So that's cool. Um, it's only going to get better. Nice. You know, it has some minor issues like the matchmaking and the whole rank thing. Like mm-hmm. I was talking about last week, I was—I believe I was technically negative on the back end because I would have to win four games to see any progress. Um, so that needs some work. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised that as soon as I got a loss on bronze three, I didn't drop to four immediately. I went up a fair amount and I dropped a little bit, you know, went up a little bit. It seems more balanced after getting out of four. Even though I started in two and had one loss, I went to four. So that was whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so that needs some work. But overall, I mean, solid design, uh, solid UI, everything. Um, so another beta, talk a little bit more about this week is the Fallout 76 beta. Uh, I played just over two hours of it in the last week. Uh, I think it was Saturday's window I played. Um, I skipped Sunday because of a different game I was playing, and I haven't... I know this week they have a lot more windows, and I actually extended one of them because uh, there was an issue where people were having to reload the game, so they extended the window to be like eight hours for one of the days, so people can have Mm -hmm. a lot more time to play, which is great. Good on them. Um, It's a beta, so they didn't have to do that. Uh, but good on them. Um, so the big takeaway from this week's Fallout 76 beta experience was I had my first PvP interaction. Uh-oh. Um, so I'm wandering around. I've had nothing but positive experiences with players. You know, no PvP, all, you know, kind of co-oping, working together, or just ignoring each other, basically. Um, yeah. Shooting enemies if we're both there, you know. Um, I mentioned last week that uh, corpse loot is shared. I don't know if that's 100% true. Because I'm fairly certain now I've seen someone looting a body. But when I went back to it, it still had stuff on it. And it's not stuff that you would want to leave, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if there's some... I I feel like it's kind of an in-between. I think there's a chance you'll both get loot or a chance, you know, one of you will and not the other. I don't know. Um, I'd be curious to actually look online and see if someone's determined how the loot works. But I do know container loot is separate. You know, world loot is separate. Just enemy loot has this weird possibly shared, possibly not. (laughs) It's possibly in between uh, thing. 
Um, but that's most of my interactions with other people is, hey, we're being attacked by ghouls. We're doing an event. We're doing whatever. Not talking to each other. I didn't use the voice chat at all during this whole thing. Um mm-hmm. Because I don't want to listen to people online. I'm sorry. I don't. (laughs) I hate in-game voice communication outside of like MMOs because it's just so toxic and worthless most of the time that I just, I didn't even plug my headset in. Ten-year-old screaming profanity at you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that. So I just, no audio. Um, So I was exploring a new area. Uh, One of the main quest lines wanted you to go here, but I'd been doing side stuff halfway across the map. Just you know, exploring and testing stuff out. Um, so I walk in the building. There's another guy wandering around. I hear his footsteps and I keep stopping because I think it's a bad guy. And I'm like, okay, I see his name. I'm like, okay, it's just that guy. So another guy walks up and I'm looting something or whatever, you know, I just killed an enemy, I think. And all of a sudden he shoots me and I'm like, okay. Earlier on, I had been shot at. Um, but it was before level five, which meant PVP didn't, wasn't a thing. They didn't damage me. They couldn't PVP me. So I just ignored and moved on. Well, mm-hmm. knowing at this point I'm level seven, PVP is enabled. I turn around and draw my gun and sure enough, he keeps shooting me. So I start shooting him. He turns red. Now he's an enemy, you know, PVP is enabled. Uh, cause the way it works and is that the first shots on someone, don't do as much damage um, to give that person an opportunity to kind of determine if they want to participate in PvP or not. Because if like, someone's super overleveled, you know, you're going to turn and run. Uh, yeah. And Adam... I'm making a point about this at their the yeah. conference. They were like, yeah, that your first shot's going to yada, yada, yada. That's It's cool to actually hear that yeah. you see it in action now. Yeah, because if you turn and you're, you're back and run and someone shoots you in the back and kills you, they become wanted on yeah. the server. Um, and they're a target and they show up on the map and everything for other people to go after. Uh, so I turn around and shoot because the guy's like one level, two level, no, he was two levels higher. He's level nine. I was level seven. Uh, distinctly remember that cause I was trying to find him afterwards. Uh, so he kills me, uh, because my weapon I was using sucked. Uh, even though I was in power armor, had a little bit of, of defense boost. I didn't seem to do any damage to him. Next thing I know I'm dead. So I'm like, all right. And as I'm respawning, I'm like, all right, now I get to see what I lost. Um, and as I remembered after the fact, once I looked at my inventory, I was like, right, you lose all your junk, which is your most important stuff despite the name. I'm like, great. I lost like three hours worth of junk I'd been collecting. Oh, um, wow. Because I wasn't storing stuff. I just, yeah. you know, stored it when I was full or... That's, wanted to craft and I just happened to go back. That'd have been the end for me. I'd have been like, yep, done for the night. <laughs> yeah. Going to bed. So I was like, well, that sucks. Um, Cause I went back and I, I realized that once I went to a workstation, it really hit when it's like, yeah, you don't have the materials to craft anything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. All this stuff I had, I just collected so much stuff outside this building. So I didn't even have a chance to drop it off really. Um, but I went back. So, what really kind of annoyed me, and I don't, again, not sure exactly if I'm right or not on this, but it seems like after, like right away, uh, when you respawn, it says, do you want to get revenge? I hit yes, and it made my little quest, my current quest, going after him. Uh, right. But that seemed to go away really quick. 
So it's almost like he logged off after killing me to switch mm. worlds or to switch servers. So I couldn't go back and kill him in retaliation. Wow. Um, I checked the world list. So I knew he was level nine and I didn't see any online players that were level nine and matched what I thought his name was. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, that guy's level nine, but he's the one I was running around with me, not killing me. Um, so I think he actually switched worlds or servers or something. And Jeez. I don't like the idea of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I wasn't overly upset about losing the junk. Um, I didn't really need it at the time. And a lot of it was replaceable. Um, I didn't have any real rare junk, you know. I'm still missing uh, stupid uh, duct tape, whatever it is, you know, sticky stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is the bane of Fallout 4 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, still missing that. Didn't have a lot of my inventory then, but uh, so I wasn't too concerned. It was more that I couldn't go get revenge on him afterwards or even try. I probably yeah. couldn't have, but I wanted to at least try again. Right. Um, with a different weapon and better strategy and stuff. The uh, fact that that ability and option is there is awesome. And then you're like, all right, fuck yeah, let's go try this out. Oh, I can't. Well, what yeah. they ought to do is create a little NPC version of him that can actually lose <laughs> his equipment for him. So if you do auto log out, like a little warning appears and says, hey, you just PVP'd somebody within the last 10 minutes. So, uh, your avatar is going to remain in the game for the next 15 minutes. And uh, if they kill it, they're taking their stuff back. Or done. just, you know, persistent server. So if if you log out and you're just done, that's still crappy to do, but okay. But if you just go back to ser- the main screen and then go back into a different server, that's where I think you're being a complete scumbag, you know? Which I don't know if that's what he did. He may have DC'd. He may have been there and the game just didn't show me his stuff anymore. There's so many reasons it could have been. But I'm just assuming he's a scumbag. Because, I mean, first off, he attacked me. So. What if if this was like Bethesda's like nanny state kind of thing? And they were like, do you want revenge? And you were like, hell yeah, I do. And they were like, all right, we're going to put you on a different server then. You two boys don't fight. (laughs) 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 We're going to have to separate you two. Uh, I can see it. Go ahead. I was going to say, I give give kudos to Bethesda for doing the things that they're doing. I, I see... I see the strides they're trying to make towards, look, we understand that we're putting this online and thereby we understand that there are shitty players out there. So we're going to try to add these things like the, you know, first shot, not doing damage that much and having the bounty and all that stuff like it. It's good. The problem that they're going to see now that they're already seeing and it's going to be interesting to see whether or not they continue to go forward with this mentality is that if you do one thing the asshole is going to do another thing to thwart it. And if Mm -hmm. you do something to patch that up, they're going to find, they're going to find a way, a troll is going to find a way to troll. Yeah. Yeah, They will find a way to grief you. Yes. A griefer is going to grief. They're going to find ways around this to do this. And it does not matter if it, if it takes half an hour out of their life to make it to where, no, I fucked Chris's game up and I'm good. And I've just got to do all this other wonky walk around bullshit to make it where I get away with it scot free. They'll do it. So hats off to you, Bethesda, for trying to 
meet this challenge head on and go, yeah, okay, we're not dumb. We know these griefers exist. We know this shit exists. But a lot of other companies have seen that too. Let's we'll see how far you continue to go forward with it. Yeah, yeah. I still I still like the idea of the persistent avatar within a uh, window after you've PvP'd mm-hmm. or done any. And when I say PvP, I mean like violence against someone's property. Um, yeah. So if you were if you stole something in the game, or if you shot at one of the turrets, or shot their dog, or something like that. <laughs> you know, then, you know, you've got a little cooldown period before you can log out safely. And I think it, that a good idea would be, okay, you have like a bed or a base or something like that in the game. Then the little avatar should just start beelining straight to that. And, you know, 15 minutes or when they reach the base, it ends. You know what I mean? And I think that yeah. would be a fair way to do it. The only other way to do it is persistent server, but I still see people logging out. Even if they just go, I'm going to take a 15-minute break to go eat a burrito, and he'll have cooled off by then and forgot about me. Yeah, I my biggest takeaway from playing the beta in general is that most of my enjoyment of Fallout 76 is going to be on a private server. Yeah. I'm going to play with friends. I'm not going to PvP. Probably, period. That's just not a part of the game I'm interested in. Um, I I mean, some of the mechanics seem cool, like in-game PvP type stuff, but not just random killing each other on the map for no reason, you know? Um, if you want to do base invasions, that's a whole other thing. That's totally cool as long as, you know, you're not, like, raiding a level 2 person, or a level 6 yeah. person, I guess. Welcome to Rust. Fallout Rust. Rest. Yeah. Yeah. So, but overall... It felt like more Fallout 4, which I enjoyed. You know, say what you will about the game. A lot of people don't like it, but I enjoyed it. Um, it feels like more of that with a little bit on top. Um, I talked about last week. I like the card perk system. I think that's an interesting way to do it. And it works from what I've seen so far. Um, everything else is kind of the same. Um, there's a little bit more crafting. There are some quality of life changes to menus and stuff like that to make them a little uh, friendlier. Um, I still don't understand why Y is jump, you know, on a Xbox controller. Makes no sense to me, but sure. Um, going from Assassin's Creed Odyssey to Fallout 76, I was like, oh God. And then I went back mm-hmm. and then I went to Spider-Man and I was like, my brain cannot <laughs> keep up with these controls. I, yeah. That reminds me of going between... Uh what was it? It was Metal Gear 5 and The Witcher. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you and I had the same experience almost at the same exact time. It was so horrible because yes. they both have a oh. horse and the horse controls are absolutely the antithesis yep. of each other. <laughs> Going for so many hours of controlling a horse, controlling D-horse and fucking Metal Gear Solid 5, stopping and then going to Witcher and just horribly abusing Roach. It's like, it's how many times can you slam into this fence because you forgot to jump? Let me count. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Fallout 76, Fallout 76 is going to be a great game. But like I said, I'll probably play it on private server. Just so I don't have to deal with griefers and stuff like that. Get a better experience I, overall. I completely agree and understand. 
Um, the third game I have to talk about, and final game. <sighs> All right. So <laughs> the intensity is last week. Chris has Chris has gotten real good at building intensity. <laughs> so last week, I had asked a question about a game, and my understanding was you weren't going to play it, um, and I didn't know Adam would be on here, so I didn't even ask Adam. But Adam, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and ask you before I start talking about it. Oh, have you played? Or are you going to play Red Dead Redemption Two? I, oh. I am definitely going to. Yeah. Oh, Chris, this is so good. So I, I went okay. We can't, we can't be a podcast that doesn't play one of the most anticipated oh. games of the year. God. So I was like, all right, I, I don't really have an interest in the game, but I'll go. I watched a little bit of it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can see it. And I went, I bought it. I, I technically pre-ordered it because it was like four hours until it was, really, uh, was released. Yeah. Um, I, so here's my summary. Here's my, here's my bottom line for you before I even talk about it. Okay. I, when we talk about games, or we... I said when we talk about when we look at other game of the year awards, you know, uh, you know, next month or whenever they are uh, in December, we're going to see Red 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 Dead Redemption two on there. Oh, However, definitely. I will not be one voting for it. Oh okay. man, surprising! This game right now, this game is currently top of my most overrated game of 2018. Wow! Um, wow! Some heavy swings wow. you're taking off. What did, what did John Marston Man. do to you? Now, now let me give you some information, all right? Okay. Never played the okay. first one. That's out there. Never played the first one. Don't know anything about it. Don't had never cared to know anything about it. Okay. I'm going gotcha. into this fresh. All right. I have put in 26 and a half hours. Okay. That's a good time. It's a, it's a good chunk of time. Really good chunk of time. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am 44% done with the story. Forty-five percent done overall. So only one percent mm-hmm. more of side stuff to fight hours doing side stuff. Yeah. All right. So I actually took some notes once I realized how this was going. Um, good. I decided to make three columns: good, neutral, bad. Okay. Should have called right. it the good, the bad, and the ugly. I really thought about it, but <laughs> I wanted neutral to actually not be ugly. So. Right. Sorry, Clint Eastwood. You didn't win. Yeah. This time. But the thought was there. So. Give me at least partial credit, all yeah, right? You get a half point for that. All right, fair enough. I'll accept it, especially coming from Adam. My points um, are worth ten times. Yeah, <laughs> what are what are shitty guest points even worth these days? The best. The, the they're worth the orange and black candy in the Halloween bags. That's what they are. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Damn. All right. So, one of the biggest and. Uh, I do have to apologize to you, Michael. I asked you for that source on the post you made. I have not listened to it yet because I want to get more time under my belt. That's totally fine. Um, I do have Uh, another podcast I want to listen to as well to get their insight on it. Yeah. Um, But I'm trying not to be tainted with how I'm feeling about the game as I play it right now. Uh, Just full disclosure uh, for the audience, I'm going to bring up that quote and specifically talk about it because I actually had planned on talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 in this episode. So the fact that Chris is going all this, it's all going to work out. Just continue to listen and we'll talk about that quote and all the other talks around it. But please, by all means, Chris, the floor is yours. 
All right. So with what little I have listened about it, listen people talk about it, one of the common consensus is that the game is a very slow. Take your time is what I've gathered. No. Yeah. It's you don't methodical. have a choice. You do not have a choice but to take your time. Right. Um, yeah. And it's not a good thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and this, there's a couple different ways it's slow. Uh, early game, it's slow story. It's a slow build up, which, okay, I'm fine with that. You know, it ramps up, you have a crescendo, a climax, and then, you know, a payoff at the end. All right. I get that. No, I don't really have an issue with that. Um, my issue is kind of overall the game plays slow. Getting from one place to another, super slow. Traversing the world, super slow, not that satisfying. Um, there's fast travel, but it's extremely limited. Uh, and you actually have to unlock additional fast travel later on, which is only one-way fast travel. So it's like, okay, I have to... So I'm out in the middle of nowhere. No cities nearby, so no fast travel points. I literally have to ride for a literal 20-30 minutes to get somewhere to do something else. And on that way, that's all travel time. So... I've wasted so much time, gotten nothing out of it. Um, To make it worse, there is no auto run unless you're in cinematic mode or you're in particular missions that let you hold X, which is an auto run. Holding a button is not auto. You're controlling it, you know. Um, Yeah, so that is just, that has killed a lot of the early enjoyment of the game for me. Uh, now that I've unlocked some more fast travel stuff, it's a little bit better. Um, but it's still just such a ridiculously slow thing. So and out of your 20-something hours, how much of it would you attribute to traveling? Like 75% of it? Holy shit. <laughs> so <laughs> It's like 18 hours Jesus. of traveling. And six hours of gameplay. <laughs> yeah, now some of that, some of that's mission related, where you have dialogue going on with it. A large chunk of it is I'm by myself, running from point A to point B on my stupid horse, and there's nothing interesting happening. Sometimes you have these little side things that pop up. You know, you have these random events on the side of the road. You get ambushed by rival gangs, or you know, it's supposed stuff. to be like it's- Grand Theft Auto on horseback. See, it's like Grand Theft Auto if you only have the county, not the city part, hmm. where you have all this road, but no buildings, nothing but trees. There's nothing to interact with from point A to point B, but you're going at the speed of horse versus the speed of car. So instead of it taking 30 seconds to get past through a segment, it takes you 20 minutes. Um, see, when I played the first one, when I played the first one, I didn't. I, for one, I, I don't know what you're talking about with the auto run thing. I, maybe that's something they changed. But uh, he ran normally. He could. He had a sprint that he could do. Um, and the horses had a sprint as well. Like I'm talking you, about the horse riding. When I say auto run, yeah, ah, yeah. The the uh, person doesn't have an auto run. 
your character doesn't have an auto run. Um, you can auto follow if you hold the button and hold a certain, if you hold a certain combination of buttons while you're in a mission, you can log on to someone and hold X and you'll pace them essentially. Same thing on a horse. Hmm. Um, but the auto run I'm talking about is if you go to cinematic mode, you hmm. press X or hold X to get whatever speed you're supposed to be traveling at. It will then follow a marker path, uh, um, uh, basically a GPS waypoint system. Uh, like like Roach did in uh, uh, yeah. Witcher 3, Adam. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, you could press a button and it would just, he would automatically get back on a path and go yeah. down Same that path Same process as Creed. He would stay on uh, the right, road right. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But not as well done. Because um, you could like sprint Roach down the road and he would still follow the road as long as you didn't put any left-right movements in. Yeah, this yeah. only in cinematic mode will it do that. But in so cinematic mode is the only thing I have in my neutral category. Um, I think it's an interesting capability, but one, they have bars on the screen. So while the different angles and GTA cinematic mode wasn't that great, it's not useful in a car when you're traveling and you can't see in front of you. Same thing with cinematic mode on here. I need to yeah. see what's in front of me. So I know if I need to end cinematic mode, if I need to leave it up or turn, if I can't see what's in front of me, I'm screwed. I've been ambushed by enemies because I didn't see them on the road in front of me until they were attacking me and shooting me. And for the audience that's just curious what we mean by cinematic mode, the idea is, as we said, your your character on horseback will go into basically an auto path. Mm-hmm. So imagine you are on a road. And if you physically walked down this road or took your horse down this road, if you wanted to get from point A to your destination, you'd have to go down this long path, take a left, up there, take another right, or take a right, up there, take another right, take another left, go down a long path. With cinematic mode, if you hold a button, your horse, one, will automatically just go down that path. But the important part, what the cinematic part means, is the camera will start shifting. And moving yeah. and get and take different aspects. The idea is to take the time of day, to take the scenery, to take certain uh, points of interest and focus on them instead of just the camera behind your character. Right. So it's almost like watching a cinematic slash movie version of your travel. It yeah. it plays well for a while. I mean, there are some breathtaking sunsets and mountain views and and valleys and all this. But then again, it's still cinematic. It's still mm-hmm. it's still traveling. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, okay, yeah, c- come on. <laughs> you can you can click in the right stick. I'm playing on PS4. I don't even know what all it re- released for. I think it was everything. Um, mm. Except for PC Ga- yet. Motherfucker. Uh, Game Boy Advance was first release. <laughs> what? Game Boy Advance. That's what I'm going to get release. on. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Xbox I wanna, One and PS4. I want to fucking see it yeah. on Game Boy Advance now. Um, so I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. It's like a 2D um, Which will be important to my uh, next points I'm going to make in a minute. But... So you can click on the right stick and it will actually change the angle in cinematic mode. So I go in cinematic mode and then once it's going, I have to make sure it's going first of all. I toggle until I get as much of the forward view as I can and hope it doesn't change because something gets in the way, you know. Because it will still auto shift off that if it's uh, like if a tree is kind of at that spot where it's not going to, uh, it kind of bumps the camera, I guess, if you will, on the back end. Um, 
it'll shift out of that mode because it's a, I guess it's assuming you're not seeing anything at that point. Um, so I understand the concept of it and I get that it's an interesting feature that some people will like. Um, I've seen people on uh, Twitch that are playing in only cinematic mode, essentially with no HUD. So yeah. it's, and that's, I, that's an awesome concept for them to do. I wouldn't do it because I need the HUD. Um, I yeah. can barely do it with the HUD. Um, but yeah, so the whole traveling thing has, that's been the biggest issue for me. I've wasted you know, it's, so much time. It's also funny that you mentioned the control thing that, uh, go, like forgetting controls and going from one game to another. Uh, I was listening to the Easy Allies podcast today, and they were talking about doing that. I think uh, Ian Hink was talking about going from Red Dead over to Spider-Man and then mm-hmm. going back. He's like, for one, I already forgot most of the controls in Spider-Man, <laughs> and I was getting my ass kicked by people that had fucking rods in their hands. Yeah. And then I went back to Red Dead 2, which I don't know if you had this marked on your list or not, but holy fucking Christ, I've heard the controls in this game are crazy there's yeah there's so many control scheme scheme uh schemes and and abilities and options to learn and memorize and it's it's actually overwhelming and to further that point he said man i dread if i I, he's like i i have to go through red dead now in one shot i cannot play this Mm -hmm. game for a few weeks and drop it and then come back to it like a month later because i will have forgotten basics much less all this extra shit that six hours in i'm still learning new control stuff Um, oh wow and the thing is like the first game was totally awesome and i understand like does it still have the dead eye mode i haven't followed this game i have a point to make about that too oh (laughs) god let's hear it um so I'll go ahead and talk about that. Uh, the dead eye mode is one of the best features of the game. They call uh, it eagle eye mode now, right? Or eagle vision? <laughs> no. or, is that, or, is that, or is that something different? <laughs> That's Assassin's Creed. It's oh, eagle good eye. God. Uh, Never mind. Fuck me. <laughs> no, it's still dead eye. Um, and it's great. I love it. The issue is it's way too limited. Um, you burn out of your... and did, So did Red Dead 1 have cores for your stats? Uh, for your stamina, health, and dead eye, I do believe your dead eye could go up somehow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't so think it have... had core stats though. I don't recall yeah. it. I don't remember so them having the stats. Bars. I remember the bar like getting longer or something like that. I, I can't spend so long. Yeah, it, it's basically a bar gauge type thing around a circle, and in the middle is a core. And once the core is out, I guess it doesn't recharge. Or it recharges super slow or something like that. Honestly, the 20 something hours in the game i don't fully understand how cores work um i just always assume i'm not going to have dead eye to use so i play most <laughs> of the game without it because yeah. and i'll actually fill up the core before i know i'm going to have a shootout and then hope i get enough kills with it to you know let me get through the rest with reasonable uh well, see what i remember stuff. what i remember from the first game was that it started off and you could only do it for like a couple seconds at the end of the game, John Marston is so awesome that you almost win the spoilerific final shootout. And, uh, yeah, I, just by just from the dead eye, yeah. Yeah, the dead yeah. eye is like, there's 30 people here, 25, 26. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, and my, my stat is going up, so I do get to use it 
more and more as time goes on, but still more of, you know, more in comparison to five seconds is six seconds. You know, it's still not a long yeah. time. I'm still screwed for the rest of this, you know, 40 enemy encounter. Uh, so hmm. I, I love the system. It's great. I love getting those headshots, uh, especially once you can manually mark because it's kind of, it's weird that they even start out where you can't manually mark. Uh, it basically the way it starts out is when you hover over an enemy, it puts X's on them. Same way as long it's, as you're hovering way, over them. Same way it worked in the first game. Now later on, you, begin you hover to, over them. It doesn't mark unless you press, you know, the R one button. Yeah, and then you begin to be able to shoot their hands or their kneecaps or their shoulder, or yeah, their head. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great system. I love it. I just need more of it. If I had more of it, that would be so much better. Yeah, I remember, um, I remember because in the first game, you'd be like, oops, I accidentally put six shots in the first dude. I'm going to have to reload before I get to the second. Because, you know, you swooped over him for too long and yeah. like 60 X's appeared on him. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I once... I did basically didn't use it early on because of that. And that seems to be a common theme amongst what little I've heard other people say. I want you to clarify something for me, Chris. Because yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I don't have the ability right this minute because we're recording to go back and listen. But I think I heard the – it was either the Easy Allies or the Two Best Friends. Remember, all the major – all everybody's talking about this game right now. Mm-hmm. So I've, stories are getting mixed. But I think, I think it was Two Best Friends. I think Pat was talking to Wooly about how the Deadeye works as far as hunting goes. He's like, all right, so you pull up Deadeye and you find an, an animal's tracks on the ground. And then that's a different you, mode. It, okay, is that the Eagle Vision thing? That might be what they're. I don't know okay. if that's the name of it. I honestly yeah. don't know if I've ever seen yeah. it named anything. It may just be. There's a lot. There's a lot involved. Yeah. It's like you have to you have to pull up a vision to Adam. I'm not shitting you here, and Chris could give you more details than I can. But you have to see the scent marks coming off of your own body because you're wanting to watch which way the wind is blowing because if the wind is blowing your scent to where the deer tracks are going, that means the the deer is going to smell you and get away from so you. Basically, so you have to tracks you have to get around it or track something else that's not downwind of you. Like it's that level of shit goes on in this game. Dead red Geralt of Rivia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, if you took Witcher three and tone and just tur- just took the time gave and him just a six turned that fucking time dial way down, you got Red Dead. Here's here's what I do to hunt because I don't give a shit about any of those mechanics. Um, <laughs> and for a game subverted, for a game this slow, I don't have time to sit there and track an animal for a month yeah. downwind or upwind rather, crouching, making sure I don't scare it. Someone in a Twitch chat made one single comment that changed my Red Dead hunting life. They said, you can lasso medium-sized enemies or wow. animals. Oh, I no. Said, awesome. So now my hunting, I get on my horse, I chase a fucking deer down, I lasso it, <laughs> and I go up and I shank it in the neck. Because you know what? Oh, wow. Not only did I ignore all those other mechanics about wind and bullshit. I- but I also don't ruin the pelt, which I is know, a stupid mechanic. I know I've told you this before, just offhandedly when we were talking about something else. But I want to know if you tried it. Yes. Did you lasso the fucking puma? Yes. Oh, wait. Say, say it one more time. The fucking puma. Did you lasso oh, the goddamn okay. puma? Nah. 
Damn it. You find a mountain lion, you lasso it, and then you quit the game before you fucking put it down. Okay. <laughs> it's the coolest uh, shit ever. He's like, he's like, oh, I done fucked up. <laughs> I want to tell you this, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry, Adam, because I thought about you the entire time I was watching this. So one of the gameplays that I have watched was Giant Bomb. They did like a two and a half, three hours, something, some crazy long uh, uh, playthrough of it. They made it a point that what they were asking, they were taking a, a chat poll and saying, hey, if you guys, we're just going to play this game. We're not going to do any sto- story stuff. We're just going to fuck around this game. So in the chat, if you guys, and mind you, this is Giant Bomb's chat, so there's like 17 billion people in this chat. Like, if you have anything you'd like us to just do, anything to just fuck around and try, and it could be simple stuff like, hey, go get a haircut, see what that situation's like, mm-hmm. uh, go, go start a fire, go hunt a, a bear, all this stuff. Somebody, Adam, said, find somebody, tie, lasso them, put them on a train track, steal a train and run them over. <laughs> thought about you. Yep. Thought about you. They did it. The first so they made this the the person the people in chat made this question or the suggestion after they for for one they got to steal a train. So I watched them like hold up a train and steal mm-hmm. the train. And they're just riding the train down the tracks and somebody's like, "Hey, can you can you run somebody over?" And they went all the way through it. They found they stopped the train, they got out, they found somebody, they lassoed them up. It took them a little bit of hassle to get them on the track, but they got them on the track. They ran back and got the train, but unfortunately, they they ran so far back that apparently if you leave somebody lassoed by themselves unattended for like 30 seconds, they can wriggle free and get out. So they got away. And I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> See, that that's uh. not what I did. What I did was I was just riding around, minding my own business, and my, like, four-year-old daughter walks by and goes, Daddy, tie the woman up. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I can do that's that. That's what I mean. This is to that's order. That's why I thought about you. Yep. And then she goes, <laughs> Daddy, put her on the train tracks. And I was like, what, what? And she looked at me with the <laughs> evil grin. <laughs> yep. And she started rubbing her hands together like, yes, this is my so Apparently thing. you can do that in this game too, just higher detail. And it gives you an achievement. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I forgot that part. So yeah. uh, there you go. There's uh, two things to do when you get back in the game. Yeah, sure. I'll do those at some point. I So... I'm going to hit some more points on my uh, list. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. So, graphically, the world looks great. It is a pretty good-looking game. Um, And I did say I'm playing on PS4 Pro, so Mm -hmm. my next comment, keep that in mind. The world looks better than the characters. Um, (laughs) There are a lot of cutscenes where the characters look pretty good, but then there are others where they look like PS3 game, you know, models. Wow. There are, I, I, that may be an exaggeration, but I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. I shouldn't be seeing these differences. Um, I shouldn't be going, this doesn't look like it belongs in a PS4, you know, game. Uh, Chris, you're just going to spit in the face of those people that worked 100 hour work weeks? I don't know how you can tell the difference between a PS3 and a PS4 game. Yeah. I should go back. I, I tell you what, I'm going to, maybe if I, I'd have to, I'd have not, to actually take a look. Cause I, I really, you know, when I, when I think of like, I think the big, the last big jump was two to three, wasn't it? Three had some pretty photorealistic I mean, people. Three, 
Yeah, three was pretty good. I can agree with that. It, it's it's not a literal comparison. Oh, okay. um, but I if I if I'm not too lazy, I might actually go back and it was my I was seeing it in my uh, gameplay today, which I was streaming, so I can go back to my VOD and actually take a couple different screenshots and put them side by side from the same game, the same session, the same characters, and go, these don't match up. Damn. Or these characters look great, these look terrible, and they're all, you know, up in your face. I'd say main character type situations. You should take uh, it and you should edit it and you should put Chris Redfield from Resident Evil 1. <laughs> This blocky, faceless body. <laughs> um, so uh, I can I can agree with you, Chris. I can even see what you mean from the just from the gameplay that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I kind of got the same vibe when I played like Grand Theft Auto Five. You know, like I, the character models and their animations. I could see how they were going for more realistic looking people, mm-hmm. but the graphics themselves didn't match up. Whereas I can get in my car and holy shit, that car looks phenomenal. Yeah. And as I'm driving down a street in wherever three places I am, like a housing complex looks wow, fucking great. And then I cut to a cutscene. It's like mm, you look. Your animation is is isn't is, is top notch, but. Your actual yeah. character animation is a little off. Yeah, so like in Red Dead, the trees look great. The grass looks great. The the mountain scenery looks great. But then you put the characters in front of it, it's like, those don't match. And even character shots from one to another don't match. And it's it's not consistent, which isn't good. Um, yeah. But it's not... It's not a huge thing for me, you know. That doesn't I didn't sound complain like about Andromeda, out. so it's not a it's not a deal breaker for me by any means. Yeah, like um, the, the the stuff you said about the travel and the stuff you said about like the meters and stuff like that. If that was poorly received by the community, they could they could make some minor alterations and patch that kind of stuff out. But when you start talking well, about character models, oh nope nope, that shit's not going to fucking change. I'm going to tell you, and again, this is only coming from somebody who's, I've, all three of my major networks, I've listened, I've either watched gameplay and or listened to the reviews. And I, again, I want to say, I think Two Best Friends made this quote, I think Pat made this quote, is that this game is not meant to be a straight, solid video game. This is a slow-paced cowboy simulator, bar none. It is designed, it, the gameplay itself is designed to look, we're taking a lot of those uh, uh, conveniences that you know in games, we're taking out those two and three button presses, and you're going to have to do stuff. Like, I watched on a Giant Bomb where he was like, look, this is everything I have to go through when I want to brew like a potion or do an alchemy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, all that, that took about... 25 to 30 seconds that was one now in any other game i could just set a quantity i want to make five nope you got to do one mm-hmm. and then do another and then do another and he's like look if i want to cook if i want to cook food i gotta do this and then do this and then do this and then do this now i've cooked one piece of food if i want to cook another piece i gotta do this 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 again and then this this it like talk about kingdom come yeah it, it's narratively designed. It's de- the the game is designed as slow as the cowboy narrative is. So, I don't think that Rockstar has gotten out ahead of this and warned people of this. People are finding this out after the fact. 
but it's not just Chris this is hitting. There are a lot of people. This game, this game is having some very. This is a very fence game. Huh. People are going from either either this game is the immersion is so awesome and the graphics back it up and it's so fun to no this game is this game is too slow. So basically, like they have they have way pulled back on the things that we already know and what we look for today in a in a video game. You gotta make like cloud strife and mosey your own ass out there. You know, just going <laughs> sure, just kind of dip it sure. on in. If I, you know, I was one of those people that bought Kingdom Come, and I fucking loved it. I like I like slow games because mm-hmm. you know, there's a. I want to. I, I don't. I don't want to like make it kind of sound elitist or anything, but I, I just I'm tired of the games where you have like a quest marker and fast travel is just something that you take for granted and. You know, I, I kind of want to have a little bit of a, you know, okay, well, if you're going to go this far out, you better be prepared to make the trip back, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's something I've kind of missed ever since Morrowind. And, I mean, I you can always just not fast travel in a game. I get that. Yeah. But there's something about it not being there and not even being an option that just takes yeah. it off the table. And right. lets you forget about it. That that that's my argument against that that mentality is that okay, when I played Breath of the Wild, and I'm so sorry we're stealing your week away, Chris, but <laughs> apparently this is now the Red Dead Redemption episode, so <laughs> uh when I played Breath of the Wild, the first time I played it, the three hundred plus hours I put into it, I played that game standard difficulty with everything on the hood. Everything. I just, I didn't really, I don't think I changed anything. Left it all the way it is. Second, third, however many times I've played it now, I have made it to a minimalist hub because of choice. I don't need quest markers and, and main objectives and all that. I, if I want to, I can set a waypoint on my map and that, and that's something I'll use. But with that game, and I think we can make an understandable argument that game as far as graphics and quality and, and environment, way way underneath red dead redemption 2 uh way underneath uh, even something like witcher 3 like the grass detail is not the same in these two games well, i think that none. was that was an ex- aesthetic choice though that's not like a, right, that's, right, not right. A that's not a demerit that's that's not, not even my main point i'm just making mm-hmm. that point to say that in breath of the wild i took the hud down because i just liked exploring that world yeah and yeah. i didn't now that I have played through the game for the first time and knew all the systems and had it all down pat, I chose to take that stuff down. I didn't need to really worry about quick travel or having way markers and all this stuff. These are things that we pretty much halfway expect these days in these games. This game has maybe 5 to 10% of what we are used to having and the rest is not there at all period it's not a turn off it's a don't have so when you're going through a game i i get the mentality of take your time i'm looking at you persona 5 that was your loading screen (laughs) i get it but there comes a point where you're like okay this is just infuriatingly too slow this is infuriatingly cumbersome uh prime example going from 
Persona 4 to Persona 5. In Persona 4, when I go through the trouble of, of creating new personas, there's five, six, seven steps and a lot of luck involved in what I'm coming through. Persona 5 came behind that and said, okay, hey, we're going to make this stuff a little bit easier for you. There's still challenge a little bit. There's still a little bit of guesswork, but... We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna back off the button presses. We're gonna back off the guesswork. We're gonna make this a little bit easier for you. That I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, not making press X to win battle. I appreciate that as well. But if if from what Chris is saying, what a lot of people are echoing is that this game is way too slow. Yeah. Way too way. They back the generational shit way up and i i don't know if i don't know i haven't played it yet but mentally just hearing that i don't I just don't know if that vibes with me you, yet. you did play I the get first the cinematic one, aspect i get the walk around the world and just see shit and yeah. hey man relax did, but did you play the first one <laughs> yes and that was uh, i meant to mention that earlier i think i mentioned it last episode i i went through the entirety of the of the first red dead redemption and Unfortunately, this was kind of a, one of the reasons why I didn't. I don't don't know still if I'm going to get this game or not. Is I made it through Red Dead. I put a lot of hours into it. I I was into it, but once I finished it, I've never went back to it. Never had a desire to go back to it. I love the story. I love John Marston as a character. I'll tell you from an outside in, I love John Marston as a character. I love his wit. I love his character design, just the drawing, the animation of it, compared to uh, Arthur, I believe is this new guy's name. Uh, just for me, they look, they feel like night and day characters. But I, I don't know. I just... I, the, Nothing about finishing Red Dead Two made me go, oh, I can't wait for the sequel. Red Dead Two, Red Dead One was a very good, very well tied up story for me. Yeah. So well, when when I look at it, I, I say I could take more in that universe. I don't want to. Ha- I don't want them to fuck with John Marston's story any more than they already have. Right. Yeah, leave that. Yeah, I agree. Let's go ahead and put that. Put the cork on that bottle. It's a yeah. good vintage. Throw it in the cellar and never touch it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't don't Hideo Kojima. <laughs> but I'll go back to the vineyard. And uh, I want to see yeah. what else is here. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, that that's my thoughts on Dead Red Two or Red Dead Two. But uh, <clears throat> I would definitely like to see more. That's what's got me hyped. I I don't mind. And if they've changed the pacing from the first game, I think that was a mistake because I think the first game got it right. There was enough stuff close enough together, and you were constantly, uh, you had the little cinematics going back and forth between different places, but it wasn't such a big deal that it, uh, you know, it felt slow. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not seeing this yeah. 20 minute trek. I mean, there were, you could easily spend 20 minutes fucking riding your ass down to Mexico if you wanted to. Yeah. But, uh, not unless you needed to. You know, there was one story I, part where there was one really long part, and they played uh, a song. I do remember. Uh, what was the song? Oh my god! Uh, they played an entire four-minute song while you were uh, while you were riding there, and it was cinematic as hell. 
They, I have forgotten. It was the longest. <laughs> I have forgotten all, so much about that game. It was the longest ride in the game, and it was from this one town to Mexico, and they played a song the entire way. Can't remember what it was, but they made you pass the time that way, and then you could take a train back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I get the immersion thing, and I think it would make more sense for it to be slow if it was more interesting. Um, I don't feel there's, it's kind of hard to say in a nice way, uh, but to be blunt, I'm not a lo- interested in a lot of the places I'm riding. Uh, it's a lot of more the same. Hey, there's a bunch of uh, trees. Hey, you're on a field. And par- the travel wouldn't be so bad. First off, if auto run without cinematic mode would be great. Uh, yeah. But that aside, I mean, what's the quickest route between two places? A straight line. So really, mm-hmm. if you want to get there faster, don't follow the road to begin with. Uh, which yeah. is another reason why cinematic mode is kind of useless because... I can't, you know, run across the, you know, plains like that while the roads. Uh, but you often cannot go in a straight line because there are a million cliffs and ravines and drops that are like five feet and that kills your character uh, type things. You know, um, if if the and I understand the world isn't perfectly flat, you know, you're not going to perfectly flat terrain, but. If you're not following a road, oftentimes you have no other route in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Certain mm-hmm. areas are wide open, and that's cool. I will haul ass across the field going over and you know hills and the dips and stuff, and that's it's fun to do that. It feels good, you know, having that. Uh, it's a smooth motion, you know, like you're actually traversing the terrain. It doesn't feel janky or anything like that, and that's enjoyable. Um, riding at high speeds, you know, maxing out your horse's speed, that's fun. It's just you don't often get to do that because you have to follow roads. Um, so if if that was a little bit better, it wouldn't be as bad. Uh, but and if it was more interesting, uh, I I feel like a lot of focus went into first off the the cities, you know, the towns, etc. Of course it did. But also only on key spots around the map other than that. You know, there's a house over here. There's a farm over here. You know, those things got love. But everything in between is, all right, trees, field, cliff, ravine. Nothing interesting about it, you know? Yeah. No really distinguishing landmarks that just draw you to it. Uh, There are great views, yes. But in general... It's a lot more of the same. Uh, So I get immersion, but at the same time, why bother? You know, after a couple hours, you've seen everything, you know. Granted, you're not going to go to every area in those two hours, but you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. Let me me hit some more of my points. (laughs) Um, The the characters are very interesting. Uh, I... Not only the main character, but some of the ones you just randomly run into. There are a, a subcategory of NPCs that you interact with called strangers. Uh, not to be confused with everybody in the game being a stranger that you don't know their name of. <laughs> but these are particular strangers that give missions, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, kind of the equivalent of GTA V strangers. 
which were, you know, like 10 or 20 side quests you could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need a drink of water. All right. Um, but yeah, there's tons of interesting characters, the main characters. I love that you're not playing the big boss guy. Yeah. It is so nice. And I know, I'm, I, I kind of, uh, I know that's not always the case, but it is a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. It, it fits a, the, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry, but this is <laughs> something that I do love about what I've seen so far in this mm-hmm. group of people in this party, this, tra- this roaming band of cowboys. Dutch is the leader. Yeah. But you're not playing the game as Dutch. You're playing right. as Arthur. Yep. Okay, this is the way real life works as well. Because you will have a you you will have somebody who is a fucking badass. They are skilled at their job, at whatever. They just might not have leadership skills. So they're not the leader. They're just they are the go-to guy. They are a, a highly sought-after subject matter expert at whatever it is they're doing. They're just not the greatest in the world at rounding up a bunch of like-minded people. But the yeah. leader is. So Dutch, he may not win the uh, uh, a gunfight over Arthur, but he knows how to lead people, and he does. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I like how real that is. You're not playing the big, quote-unquote, the big the big cheese, you know? Yeah. But you and are playing a very, a very versatile character. Yeah, and even, you know, well, it's a very apt comparison. That, I mean, I don't think Arthur would make a bad leader. I think in this scenario, it's just where he's fallen into. And right. he has his loyalty... His loyalty to Dutch that has kept him there for like 12 years. I think at one point he says he's been a part of this gang since he was a boy. Dutch took him Mm -hmm. in. He's like a father to him. So, yeah, yeah, he's going to be his right-hand man. And he can lead. He leads when Dutch isn't around. He fills that role. He can. He absolutely can. But he doesn't need to because he has Dutch. Dutch is that role in his life and in the gang. Um, And I love that interaction between Dutch and Arthur uh, John and all the other characters they have this synergy that makes this Mm -hmm. gang what it is and that is so good and that's what I mean by their interesting characters their interesting synergy solid Um, just so the audience knows you said you had three columns bad neutral and good have you gone through all the bads and neutrals are you in the oh I've gone through I only had one neutral that's cinematic I have I've only I think touched really two of the bad ones gotcha what are the rest of them Uh, well I'm 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 getting there so interesting interesting characters was the second thing on my good column the third thing is so far solid story um, again, a lot of this story stuff comes back to the synergy of the gang and how interesting they are. The story around them, I'm interested and uh, fairly invested in seeing what happens to them. What happens to these characters with their subplots and, you know, overall, excuse me, things that are happening. So the story, I'm enjoying. All right. Back to the bad column. Oh. So underneath slow, this is kind of a sub point, but I did put it on its own line. Uh, long skinning animations. Oh, oh yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, it's that a is so painful. Yeah, and I think 
I, I heard someone say they were hoping it'd be better. I think they said it was worse. Yeah, Did I they, heard it's worse. Does he flip the knife? Does <laughs> he still flip the knife right before he you gets You flip just... the animal, and you, yeah, it's a, it'll actually transition to a different camera angle while you're doing it. It's so long. Um, totally, totally contrary to what this is, and just to tell a quick story because she's still awake and listening to me right now. <laughs> so I was watching, uh, I want to say it was Giant Bomb do their playthrough. And I heard somebody say, hey, go skin something. Or they said they were going to go skin something. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go skin this rabbit. And I told my (laughs) wife. She was not watching this, by the way. She was watching her own. She was watching YouTube on her phone or something. She was not watching this at all. But just in case she happened to look up when this happened, I was like, just don't look right now. Something's bad about to happen. And, of course, I made her look up. Mm -hmm. And she saw the guy kill a rabbit. She's like, nope. I was like, look down. Don't look. Don't look. So I'm watching. She's not, but I am. And then I watched that skinning animation, that Mm -hmm. rabbit. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That made me feel so fucking uncomfortable. And I fucking <laughs> skinned rabbits in my time. I've skinned deer and snakes even. I, but that shit was like, wow. Especially being a pet bunny owner. I was, yeah. it, just, it just it just felt That's so... That's a brutal one. That was, oh, God. That was the Goblin Slayer. Of skinning Cover your ears, life. You don't want to hear this. So basically, what happens for those that don't want to go YouTube and quick look at it right now? The skinning animation for the deer is like 20, 30, 40 seconds long. The rabbit, about four seconds. Yeah. He picks the fucking rabbit up, grabs a something. I don't fucking know his ears or his tail. I don't know, and goes whoop and rips the whole fucking skin off in one go. Yeah, it's like don't from the neck laugh, down Adam. <laughs> I, who am a grown man and have seen way worse shit in my life than that, felt physically uncomfortable at how like whoosh, there's a snap to it. There's sound effects as well mm-hmm. that just oh. That's about how oh. fast you skin a chicken. Yeah, the first oh. time I saw it, I was like, "Wow, that was brutal." I was oh. I wasn't expecting that after you know the slow cutting methodical cutting of the hide off the yeah, it's deer the fucking you know? bob ross of skinning he's like well it's this nice old it just, knife down the deer's well, stomach all here. he's gotta do, all he's gotta do is just take the little zipper off the back and help mr <laughs> rabbit out of his clothes <laughs> for going off the bugs bunny cartoons right yeah but yeah that's brutal um yeah so the skinning animations that's part of it being slow just another thing that slows down the game um not controls. that one though no, not that one. That's the. That I think that. If they could just do that for the horse, we'd be great. I think that's probably. I'd I'd be curious to actually time it and see if that's faster than the duck one. Mm. Or the turkey. One of them, uh, he literally just like rips out its heart or something, and then throws that or puts that wraps that up and puts it in his pouch and throws the rest of the body wow. on the ground. Again, what a cowboy bastard. simulator, folks. What a fucking <laughs> bastard. Welcome. Well, it's the cowboy way. He's like, yep, I just want the heart. Rest, rest of this shit can rot. So, all right, back. let me check it off. I actually did talk about the fast travel, so that's another mark I've already talked about. Uh, no auto run, the cinematic. Okay. So, actually, two more things on bad list. I only got three more on my list. Okay. Uh, so, control issues. Um, I don't really have an issue with how complicated it is, so to speak. Um, I don't really 
have that problem. Uh, my issue is certain buttons being where they are. Uh, for example, left trigger allows you to target someone and like you get sub prompts to talk to them. That's how you walk around and greet everybody you walk by, which is another silly concept I can talk about in a minute with the, the honor system. But so you hold the trigger and you get your prompts, which is how you do most of your social interaction, period. You have to target them and press the button unless it's in a cutscene and you get a different type of prompt. Um, however, that is also your aim button. So if you have a weapon out by mistake, you will aim at them. If you're not paying attention and press buttons too fast, you will shoot them or melee them instead of talking to them. Um, I haven't done this personally, but I watched a streamer who was playing. They went to talk to someone and shot them. That's mighty unneighborly. And that just completely screwed up what they were trying to do. And it's not a good experience to have. And that's why I've been very careful. I hit the trigger and I wait. I wait until I clearly see the on-screen prompt saying, press square to talk, press circle to talk, you know, whatever the prompt I'm choosing is. It, it uh, sounds like a, a thing that would definitely mess up your quest if you were to oh, just yeah. buck off and shoot the quest giver. Yeah. So... Overall, I'm okay with complexity. I get it. In a game like this, you're going to have it. But there could have been some smarter layout decisions. Yeah, not a deal breaker. Just one of those things you should think about. Um, graphical glitches. Uh, Hold on real quick. I'm okay. so sorry. I was, <laughs> I, was up, <laughs> I was up grabbing some fucking water and I couldn't get to the mic quick enough. I wanted to make a point on what uh, we were just talking about. Okay. So... This is something uh, that was brought up, I forget who, kind of giving up on remembering who brings mm -hmm. up all these good points, but they were talking about, uh, okay, so how, how often does quick save happen? And they were saying, well, not not really a lot. Oh, that's and another I, point I, on my list. Hold on. I, well, I tell you, I, okay, so I can see, I could totally get how this is a negative thing. Using stories like ones you just brought up and other ones I've heard where somebody was in a quest line, side or main, and they did something. Either shot the person, shot a bystander, got wanted, got something, fucked it up. And it's like, yeah, if you do this, you pretty much just got to live with it. You got to follow through with it you either got to go pay a bounty off or get the fuck out of dodge and change your outfits or something it's not a oh man i oh i did this thing and then i just i'll just quick save and, and fix everything nope you you need to fix it like fix it fix it again it's they're they're really really knuckling down on this simulation aspect i can see the merits of it i can also see the faults of it <laughs> yeah to, to touch on that, I had a situation where um, I, I was doing a bounty hunt and uh, the person could be brought in dead or alive. So it literally didn't matter if I killed them. Every other one prior to that had been bringing in alive. I was like, well, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to bring in this guy alive. I, uh, so I walk up to the person. He's shooting at me, by the way. So I have to do this very quick. So I don't have time to be very careful with what I'm doing. So... Despite what I just said about being careful with my button presses, sometimes you don't have a choice. Um, so I walk up. He's around the corner. I jump around real quick, uh, switch my uh, weapon bar to melee, right, to my fist. Press the button to punch him. I stab him. The weapon bar had 
barely gone down to the bottom right and went to the knife. So I shanked this guy instead of just punching him down so I could tie him up. That'll teach him a lesson. Wow. I was like, all right. So I uh, reloaded my <laughs> yeah. save and did Flipped it again. him over and skinned the carcass. <laughs> so it was it was very frustrating, but and I, I reloaded my save, the autosave, went in. I had to do the whole thing over because it doesn't let you save after a certain point. Did the same exact thing. <laughs> so I was like, all yeah, right, I, I give up. I remember uh, Brandon Jones talking about how how gun uh, cautious this entire world is. Like he said, he was, he, he was talking about he was uh, part he had, he had his horse parked somewhere, strung up somewhere, whatever, and he was adjusting the bags on his uh, saddle. And he was adjusting the guns, and the people around him were like, "Hey, hey, wait, what's?" He's like, "Whoa, calm down! I'm literally just adjusting my 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 uh my my guns and my holsters." But they're so like the minute that your character's hand goes to a gun, everybody starts kind of little, be a little cautious, a little skittish, so a little freaking out a little bit. A, a related story to that: I accidentally stole someone's wagon. <laughs> how do, how you, do you accidentally stole the- so here's what happened all right i'm off my horse is out in bfe too far for me to call i'm like all right i don't want it i'm playing a honorable playthrough my bar is almost maxed out i'll be so glad when it is because it is such a struggle now uh to keep it uh from going down with all the main quest stuff and whatnot which, thankfully, main quest stuff typically doesn't impact it, but you may have to do stuff on the side that doesn't technically count, so it still makes it a negative interaction or something, uh, mm-hmm. or I accidentally do negative interactions, like in this case. So I'm out in BFE, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to steal uh, a horse or anything like that, because that's a negative thing. I'm an honorable uh, cowboy assassin guy. Um, so there's a cart passing by. I'm like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. I hopped up on the back, just stood there, no weapons out, my mask off. I actually greeted the guy. I was like, Hey, and he kept going. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll hop off, you know, a mile down the road and I'll be good. I'll be near enough to a stable. I can move on with my life and be done. Uh, then the driver starts getting agitated. I pull up the prompt. I'm like, Hey, don't worry, dude. All is good. You know, that you have the diffuse option. Mm-hmm. He then jumps off the cart. I'm like, all right, I guess I scared him off. And then it, I saw the little pop-up for the negative honor, and I became wanted mm. for vehicle theft. Wow. <laughs> I just turns wanted to ride. Turns out that, wow. you know, if somebody's got a, you know, a truck and you jump up in the back, people get pissed off about that kind of shit. I mean, they think you're stealing the vehicle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Even though I say, hey, I just need a ride, you know? If you want me off that bad, just say so, and I would have gotten off. But he didn't say, like, get off my car. He's like, hey, hey, and then he left, and I got accused of th- stealing it. Speaking of wanted levels and bounties, I heard another story where somebody was, uh, they were changing their mask because apparently that plays kind of like in the first Red, Red Redemption. It plays a part where, like, if you walk in somewhere and you try to rob them with no mask, you it, you get wanted right away because they can recognize you, but you can mm-hmm. use a mask 
to, you know, a, cow, a, a fucking bandana on your mouth, basically, mm-hmm. to subvert that. Well, that doesn't work in this game. So somebody went in somewhere. They started being, they, they killed somebody. They went to another town. They had a mask. They went to another town, had a had or they, or they kept changing masks or something, but the they kept being wanted. He could not figure out how, and he figured out what it was is that he hadn't changed his clothes in like hours of gameplay. So they weren't recognized. They weren't recognize him by his face because he always had the mask on. They recognize him by his fucking clothes. It's like wow, damn, all in, baby, all in. This game is yeah. So. I ha- I'm going to combine two points because you did bring up the saves and that kind of brings me to an issue, a big, big issue I have right now with the game. Uh, so this one on my list is titled Horse Death. Um, so what happened is I was on a mission. I believe it, was, it wasn't a main story mission. It was a side quest. But it requires me to get on a train. I got on the train. The train was moving. I got on it and proceeded to do the side quest. When I ended the side quest, a little pop-up said, your saddle is on the ground somewhere. So your saddle doesn't get on the ground unless your horse is dead and it cannot be revived. Mm. At some point, either the train ran over my horse, the horse fell off a cliff next to the train tracks, or something happened. So my horse died. And I had no idea. Wow. And this is the horse, a super good horse that I believe was one of the pre-order bonuses. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's annoying. I'll go reload my save. I reload the last auto save, and it's after the mission was complete with my Ooh. horse dead. The game only keeps one auto save. One. Ow. Yep, one. So that horse is dead for eternity. Um Fortunately, I was able to buy just today uh, one that was actually better. I was using essentially the starter horse until then. Uh, so I've got an even better horse now, but still, that was so good. And it maxed out stats. Almost, it was maxed out, excuse me, maxed out health and almost maxed out stamina for me riding it so much. Uh, the whatever the friendship meter, loyal, whatever the horse relationship meter is. Um, was maxed on it, which isn't hard to do, um, but it was there. So I was good with this horse. It was great. I had I could sprint everywhere I went and never had to worry about stamina because it was so over, uh, uh, so skilled up. You know, similar to what we're talking about with Deadeye, eventually it'll last longer. This horse's stamina was through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, but that horse is now permanently dead on the save. Apparently, it didn't reloaded. have enough health to survive whatever you did to it. <laughs> it must have been brutal because that horse survived some crap. I threw him off cliffs over and over, and he'd get right back up. <laughs> wow. um, I didn't have horse revives with me, so if I'd seen it happen, I would have jumped off the train, failed the side quest, and revived him. But I never yeah. got a prompt that I saw saying that it died. Um, and my I hadn't done a manual save since the night before, so I would have lost, like, five hours of gameplay if I went back to it. Yeah. And that was all just the travel from the next town. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, go through this train. Five hours later, you're at the train. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, a 
speaking of trains, a pro tip for people uh, playing the game. Uh, instead of following roads wherever you go or even trying to cut across, you know, because I was talking about how bad the terrain can be at times, look at your map and see if there's a train track that runs to that area. Uh, more often than not, it'll be a straighter shot than the road will be. And uh, you don't have to worry about terrain because the railroad has bridges and stuff. So You don't have to worry about terrain. You just have to worry about the train. I've, <laughs> I've yet to have a train come while I was on the track riding. Um, I've only seen the train at train stops in cities. And that's typically only, A, as part of a mission. Or B, I use the train to fast travel there. Huh. So there aren't a lot of trains in the wild from what I can see. Uh, I think, like, if you want to rob a train and stuff, I think you probably have to wait at a train station for one to pop up. Uh, but seeing them in between places is less likely, uh, based on yeah. my experience so far. Um, the last point, and what I started to talk about earlier, was graphical glitches. Um, at first, when I wrote this, it was just like the occasional floating items and stuff like that. Uh, but there have been some other uh, weirder ones. Uh, like people teleporting or moving weird or, you know, things not quite being right. Uh, I should have taken some sub notes on that one because I can't remember the details. Um, and to go back to controls real quick, the other issue I have with controls is when you are targeting something, it can be very difficult to target. You have yeah. to be looking at it. You have to be standing at the right angle and it doesn't sometimes make any sense how to actually get the prompt to pick up an item or open a container or something like that. And um, uh, with the targeting people also is weird sometimes. Like if there's a person that is gives a side quest or something or has something going on where they have sub prompts that they want you to hit or something. If you focus on, if you f turn away from them, their back is, or your back is to them. You look at someone else, you target them, it will spin you around and target that person. Now, when I, you're like six feet away from them and one feet away from the other person. I actually heard something about this one. I was wondering if they, you were, you had that problem, and I, I was going to say something about it. I did. <clears throat> the only thing I've ever watched on Dead Red Two was a little, uh, like five minute, you know, uh, video I found on YouTube. They did during the course of this thing figure something out or they figured two things out one that you could uh you could activate the dead eye without drawing your gun there was a way to do it and the other one was that uh you could use the right stick to bump through people when you were uh, doesn't targeting. work in what i'm talking about no it disables that capability it locks what on them so hard yeah that the the Hitting the right stick, that was great when I figured that out as well. And that's a great tip for people. If you're trying to target someone and there's like a crowd, hit the right stick. Sometimes it'll skip people and you have to go back. It's not perfect, but it's such a great feature. But when I'm talking about where it actually spins you around and locks you on the person, hitting left and right on the right stick won't work. Uh, it may in some cases, but like in the case I'm talking about, there's literally nobody else that's looking at the, to For left and right to work, they have to be on your screen, I believe. Huh. So in this case, it was literally spinning me around to face the person. So nobody else was in my field of vision. Um, I also think I tried it while people were in the screen and it didn't work. But I have to go back and double check to test that. But I do know that when they were the only one on my screen, 
I it was useless. Wow. Sounds like something they'll eventually patch out, but it's probably really yeah. freaking annoying right now. Yeah, it was it was really annoying me earlier. That's why I kind of uh, came back to me just now because it's one of the last things I did was trying to talk to someone and it kept spinning me and I'm like, all right, I'll just not talk to anybody and walk across the camp and wait for someone to come to me, you know, get away from that NPC. Yeah, um, yeah so in closing... Yeah, way overrated. Um, I do have more to say. Like, uh, it just, it's not that impressive overall for me as a game. It's another open world game. Like I said, the world looks good. Character models aren't the best. Um, some cases better than others. But it's just, and that's kind of why I asked for that source on that quote, Michael. Because you talked about all the things you could do, but really there's not that much to do and there's not that much to do that or I don't really think there's anything you can do in that game that you can't do in other games you know yeah it didn't bring anything new to the table yeah there's like five different mini games you could play so what I can do that in Assassin's Creed I can do that in uh uh some of it in Fallout yeah. <laughs> but can, can you skin or in other games you skin a rabbit. So to- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Assassin's Creed games, you could hunt, you know, in the older ones, yeah. and they got fried for having similar animations that Red Dead 2 has with skinning. Damn. You know? It's- so to give some context and to, and to make uh, true yeah. on what I mentioned earlier, so to, to, to give the quote, this is quote was made by Brandon Jones, part of the Easy Allies crew. Again, uh, if you haven't checked out Easy Allies, I recommend you do. Great bunch of people. Uh, in their... It wasn't. It was an episode of Frame Trap, which is uh, another. They have like they have about three, if not four, different podcasts they do. And in the uh, so we're talking October first or second ish time frame of uh, Frame Trap, they did a heavy, more heavy talk on Red Dead Redemption Two. And Brandon Jones said, and I quote. I've played few games in my 39 years of life that have more in it than Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, and I'll tell you, Chris, what I think he was getting at here, and you, you can probably draw this as well whenever you do check the episode out. Uh, I think what he meant was immersion as far as different things. You know that that feeling we got when we played uh, Breath of the Wild? How it was like there was this to do, that to do. There was all these little nuances that it wasn't just gameplay that we were wrapped up in. It was just a little things, a little extra details. I think that's what he was talking about. Because yeah. uh, a lot of the stories that I've heard from other people, and especially from him, has been just the little details, all the time and effort that went into making this game. And no, I'm not talking sure. about the misquoted 100 hours work week thing. <laughs> I was joking earlier, by the way. But as with any AAA title, I know a lot of time and a lot of detail, a lot of uh, attention went into this game. Sure. But I've, he- I've heard all these little bitty stories that they just bring back memories of playing Breath of the Wild. Like he said, uh, there was one point he was doing a story where he was riding horse riding his horse next to somebody uh, riding a wagon. This lady was reading a letter, and he pulled his horse up to the wagon and got in a closer view, and he could read the letter. She was actually reading what was actually written on the paper. 
uh, just little details like that, like uh, uh, finding people in town. And he's like, I, I was in one town and I accidentally, aggressively bumped into somebody in this town. And that, like in GTA 5, that caused them to stop in their tracks, turn around and mm-hmm. kind of be like, what's up, bruh? And I de-escalated the thing and we went on. And I met that guy again in two towns over at a train station. He was getting on a train. So, number one, this shows more that this game has its own life. A huge life engine is built into this game. So, I saw this same exact guy. I recognized him by something. And he gave me another fucking look. Like, yeah, I know you. I remember that. Remember you being an asshole last time I saw you. That, that is the kind of stuff that he was talking about. Yeah, and so I I do want to go back yeah. and listen to it to get the full context, but even with your explanation of stuff, I still don't agree. Um, the game is not as uh, life-tracking as it makes it sound. Um, there are... There's a lot of random generation behind it, which is good. Yeah. It gives a lot of yeah. variety. But yeah. it's not... This person walked from here to there it's more likely that NPC just happened to be randomly generated to be there at that time. There wasn't yeah, some path from be. A to B to get there. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure you and I can see the lines. I'm sure we can see the strings. But from what I'm seeing, there's a lot of time went into adding little life details. And I appreciate that. Yeah, Not was- saying that that's going to blow my mind, but that's what I'm gathering from. That's my big, that is the thing that's made me question whether I want to get this game or not. From the, is one, the story, and two, that, the attention to detail, the little details. Yeah, it, it's one late the, 2018, takes a lot to impress us these days. One of the conclusions I came to, and similar to what you just said, Adam, is one of the conclusions I've come to is that this game did not release when it should have. If it released a year ago, I would probably be more impressed. But I just played Assassin's Creed. I've just played these other... I played Spider-Man, which was an amazing world. And uh, Assassin's Creed, they've made so many improvements on the world. Uh, So all the minor details, you're talking about, you know, always looking at the details the devs add into a game. And Red Dead does have a lot of details. But... It's nothing new at this point. Yeah. It's nothing innovative at this point. Yeah, GTA right. Five. You had The Witcher Three, and then all your other open world games took note of those two, and they said, "What can we do better?" There's the bar. They yeah. incrementally jumped over it, and this one just didn't know what yeah, it was. See, up that's against. the thing. I don't think Red Dead Two jumps over any of the bars. That's my problem. It may have um, gone maybe the maybe a year good. ago's bar. Yes, but mechanically, I don't think they jumped any real bars. Um, gotcha. The uh, uh, one of the other things, going back to the randomly generated type thing, that is kind of I get it, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying that it they made it possible. So there are random events in the world, of course, and usually they're different. But I ran into an event last week when I first started playing, first probably 10 hours of the game, right? Where there's this guy on the side of the road and he had just got bitten by a snake. And you have an option to suck the venom out or give him a healing potion or or healing tonic. Uh, And I gave him the healing tonic. And later on, uh, you run into him and he rewards you for it in town. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. That was a great little interaction. Gotta love the little, you know, result of your actions, the consequences of your actions. In this case, it was positive. You know, he, I literally mm-hmm. got something for helping him. And it was a couple hours later in the game before I saw him again in town. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I was playing yesterday or the day before, ran into a different guy, same exact scenario. Oh, I yeah, have a snake yeah. bite. Okay. <laughs> well, great. You know, it's Did one you suck thing the poison out this time? No. I am a tonic. I'm not going to suck poison out. <laughs> he finds he uh, find you a dad like, hey, there's that guy that sucked my poison out. <laughs> and it was the same exact scenario. I yeah. ran to him in town two hours later, or roughly, and I got a similar reward. Um, and I'm like, okay, I understand repeating, like, carriage robberies. You know, prisoner escapes. These things happen over and over. But to have two guys in almost the same exact scenario, uh, <laughs> the biggest difference was their character. The only, I would say the only difference was their character model. The dialogue right. was, I want to say, almost identical. Wow. To. Damn. So I was like, okay, now you've killed this. That's killed part of my immersion. Different voice actor, at least? Do what? Different voice actor, at least? You know, I don't know. I don't... The, which is kind of interesting because one of them was white, one of them was black. So I'd be very curious to go back and listen to if they use the same person for both. And, you know, um, coming from Spider-Man where, yeah, same actor, but they took the time. We're talking Naughty Dog versus fucking Rockstar. Billion dollar Grand Theft Auto Five selling Rockstar. Where Spider-Man came along and said, we have recorded the entirety of two different dialogues to simulate whether he's walking or whether he's engaged in an activity. To hear you say that about the same (laughs) uh, scenario, having pretty much the same dialogue. Oh, Rockstar, come on. Come on. You let Naughty Dog beat you? Come on. So, uh, and I, I want to reiterate that the story of this game is great. I'm enjoying yeah. it. The characters are amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. The mechanics are what's killing it for me. Damn. Yeah. And why it will not be on my game of the year list at all. It's understandable, man. It's like I said, man. It seems very divisive. I've Let, again, I'm using Brandon Jones as as an example, but that's that's like using me for a frame of reference for talking about a Mega Man game. Like mm-hmm. he loves the Red Dead franchise. He loves. He was super highly anticipating this game, yeah. and he, like many, are singing its praises. But there are many who also like this franchise and are seeing its negatives. So, see, I'm, I'm one of the guys that you know. I, I was listening to this, and I'm, I was really hyped for this game. But now I'm going to be cautiously optimistic when I get a yeah. get it. I'm going to be like, uh. no. And, and let me let me rephrase my last statement. It, it won't be on any of my game of the year list unless the story blows my mind. Yeah, because a story will make a game <laughs> regardless of mechanics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, man. Uh, I guess that's it for your week, huh? Yeah. I think yeah right. Now, hey, moving on to today's topic. That's fine. Uh, we haven't even well, done Michael's week. <laughs> no, today's topic. This is obviously a banter episode, <laughs> so we'll go ahead and mark that down when we're making the titles and shit. But uh, my week actually is very fortunate for you, Chris, and for us and the audience. Uh, I know we're running along on time, but it's okay. 
because my week is going to be fairly short. Uh, as of last week, I told everybody that uh, the cat's out of the bag. I'm playing through Persona 5 again. Mm-hmm. That is a, and I'm digitally, imaginarily pointing a fucking finger directly at you, Adam. Uh-oh. I played Persona 5 for over 270 fucking hours. I'm playing through it again. If you need a reason to buy a PlayStation 4, it don't even have to be a pro. You have three, God of War, Persona, and Bloodborne. And Chris, I think there's a fourth, isn't there? I think I'm forgetting one. Uh, Either way. Well, if they come out with a PS4 classic, and they put Persona 5 on it. Get out of my face. And my grandma buys it for me for Christmas. Yeah, sure. So... So I'm playing through Persona 5 again. I unfortunately don't have a whole lot to add to that, folks. I mean, it's I, you, I we've t- take a listen back in one of our previous episodes. We Chris and I both went to a spoiler-free and a major long spoiler discussion on the entirety of Persona 5. I will tell you now that even though I've already played that game, this, this is just just reiterating again what I said on the last episode. I'm still enjoying it. I already know the story beats. I already know what's coming. I already know the twists and the turns and i'm still enjoying this game i am uh i'm infiltrating um oh lord i'm chris help me i'm drawing a blank my own love interest uh uh Uh, shit so is that the uh futaba futaba Futaba. yeah i'm (laughs) in her i'm infiltrating her palace right now gotcha so i mean i'm close to i'm not i don't even think i'm even halfway through and i am barreling through this game now because one I've I've already know having after having played three personas in a row I've got the system down to a science I'm also using a guide because I'm I'm specifically trying to platinum it, platinum this game I think I'm doing pretty good progress on that end uh just just further appreciating all the love that went into making this game further appreciating everything that makes this game so good I love it I enjoy it and it's it, it's it's still treating me good. I've not played any other game this entire week, so sorry, no new updates on that end. <laughs> uh, however, there are a couple things I did want to talk about, non gaming related. I did finish uh, the TV, the Netflix series, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, and as I mentioned last time, this is very good. I highly recommend it, and I will tell you that now that I finished it, I th- further. Highly recommend it. Again, this is a slow burn series. This is not a strictly a jump scare, holy shit, shake the screen horror in any way, shape, or form. It does more, it deals more with the psychology and the aftermath of a, of something being haunted and the trauma that a family goes through. The story wraps up very nicely. I was slightly confused for a second until everything clicked into place. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the next season plays out. I'm assuming another family is going to fall victim to this house, basically. Uh, very good series. And again, this is coming from somebody that does not watch TV series. Recommend it. If you're a horror fan, if you if the, uh, the idea of, of haunted houses intrigues you in any way, shape, or form, check it out. That's the positive, Chris. Because you also remember I said that uh, my wife wanted to, wanted to see Venom yeah. in the theater. And I did not. Because, again, when I watched the trailers of Venom, I could see this shit a mile away. And 
yeah, my feelings were justified when I went to see the movie. So we went and saw it, and she enjoyed it. She had a good time with it. I, I unfortunately just did not. This, uh, I tried to take my mind out of what I knew about Venom. I tried to treat the movie as a movie. It's just really hard to do. It really is because aside from the aesthetics, aside from the physical look of Venom, this is not the Venom that I know. And even if it wasn't, I don't like this Venom character at all. He likes to cuss a lot, and I'm not trying to be a prude. I just you'll you'd understand if you watched it. It's one of those like he calls Eddie Brock a pussy at one point yeah. and it's got the it's just got the whole theater laughing and I was like oh mm, Here, uh. here's one of the here's one of the things that I wanted to talk about this movie a little bit too but uh here's one of the really unfortunate things about this that movie is a decent movie apparently it's like a six seven out of ten movie. As far as mm, just like popcorn no, thing. I can't. As far as like just, you know, the ability for somebody who doesn't know anything about the source material, just pick it up and watch it. It's an action movie. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Done. In, in it a, made in enough a money. Bro mode, sure. Yeah. Well, if you're not in a, I know about the MCU or I fucking care I'm about I'm not even Venom. talking that, man. I'm talking about just the way that the whole game is written, the way the character's written, the way all that comes into play. Oh. Well, it's just, according it, to the numbers, it's written. It's written in a very what's the word I'm looking for? The teenage. It's it's written in a very teenage minded. That would be funny. That would be cool mentality. Now, see the 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 thing where I'm I'm getting this from is if you look at the critical reviews that them, they're tanking. But if you look yeah. at the fan reviews, they're pretty good. Pretty good. Moderately good. Um, and what's unfortunate about that is that means that there's a possibility they may want to make, Sony may decide to go rogue with their Spider-Man rogues gallery that they still have a hold of. And this was being discussed on one of the, um, one of the video, one of the video series I follow, um, And essentially, the the idea is that eventually, Spider-Man, right now, he's contractually, you know, over there with Marvel. And he can't do anything that would, he can't be in anything that's not MCU related. But as soon as he's out of that deal, he can. And this may give them a license to not... Or a reason, something to hold in negotiations with Marvel as far as, um, you know, it's another bargaining chip in their corner. Say, okay, well, if you want this thing, if you want to see, you know, Spider-Man do that, then we're going to put this Venom in. Yeah. You know, things like that. Or we're just going to, you know, remove him from the MCU and do our own thing. Yeah, and that uh, is I don't know. To me, that just goes that that is the real scary thing about that movie to me. Yeah, just yeah, I I don't know none of that. I I have no news to follow any of that. All I know is I have physically seen the movie, and 
I know. I feel like now today that my even my opinion gets tossed out of the water because I did have a. I did have a. a, a I have an image, and I don't mean physical. I mean a, a image of Venom. When I think of Venom and the way that this Venom is in this movie is not that Venom, but I. And 36 years old and have my own mind, I can still take that out of my mind and just, I can point out the flaws. I could stamp throughout this movie and go, that was not funny. That was dumb. That was dumb. That was not funny. That was trying to be funny. It was not. If I'm an asshole, then I'm an asshole. That's fine. But this movie did not land for me. Tom Hardy did the best with what he had. The animations when Venom actually came into play, sure, was 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 good. The 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 villain, ugh, whatever. Just the whole entire experience was very, ugh. I, I didn't I didn't have a good time with this at all. Uh, the only way, last point I'll make before I move on because we really got to wrap this up. My Imagine to, to speaking to you, Chris, and you, Adam. You may not be one hundred percent factually accurately correct about the idea of Wolverine as a as a character, but you pretty much know what you're getting into when you read the comics of Wolverine, or you saw the X Men Wolverine cartoon. You get this gruff, you know, five o'clock shadow. You, Come on, bub. He doesn't take any shit. He's a hard ass. Imagine I put him in a movie and he was Adam Sandler Jokathon. You would think that's pretty shitty. That's what I got with Venom. That's what I felt when I was watching this movie. I felt like they were trying to throw jokes in there when I don't remember Venom being that jokey. But even if I didn't, it was like, uh, my nutsack, right? Uh, it's like, uh, what the fuck? This shit's not funny. This is not funny. That's the that's the humor they try to push. And it just did not land. Uh, so, yeah. That's enough of that. that I, makes, I did it. It makes me a little sad. <laughs> I took the bullet for you too. If you want to watch it and get your own opinions, sure, go right ahead. Fuck me, but I. I took I, the bullet for you, you, and if you want to pick the gun up and shoot yourself, that's fine. <laughs> go right ahead. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I saw this shit in the trailer. I could see in the trailer that I was not gonna like this, and I was right. No and worry. whether that. Whether that precognition like painted the movie for me, that's that's neither here nor there for me because I tried to watch it and get what they were trying to put out, and I just didn't. I didn't like it. Uh, I think really for anything, that's really it for my week. The only small thing that happened very very recently was I kind of got wound up in the whole Smash Ultimate uh, Nintendo Direct announcement, and I'll tell you. On the outside, I was starting to buy into the rumor that uh, Gino was going to make it into this game. I thought that was going to be a really cool tribute, especially with uh, you know Cloud being here. Obviously, the Square and Nintendo love is around, but nope that was a big that was a big old big old false rumor because Gino, as far as we know, in this seventy four character roster, Gino's not there. This fucking game is expansive, though. This is an incredibly massive game, and I wish I was more of a fan of this entire franchise because, man, this is whew, 74 characters with five more DLC characters coming down the road, too. That is phenomenally insane. But 
yeah, that's I just want to throw that bit out there. Um, yeah, that that's it for my week. No topic this week, folks. This is just banner us talking with uh, Adam, talking some PlayStation Classic and Red Dead Redemption seems just fine to me. So yeah, uh, anything else tonight before we wrap this up, gentlemen? Yeah, um, I was gonna let this go, but then I found another piece of news that just popped up on my Facebook feed. Um, the the first thing I had written down was that. Uh, as part of BlizzCon, when they're doing their opening ceremony thing, they had a little Destiny 2 talk. Uh, Destiny 2 is free on PC until the 18th. Oh, uh, shit. And you get to keep the game after the 18th. You just have until the 18th to claim it. Uh, of course, that's not going to include DLC, so you still have to pay for Forsaken, I'm sure. Um, I haven't actually went and looked myself to add it to my account, my Blizzard account. Uh, but that's really cool. I mean, it's already been on uh, the PS Plus games, so I'm not surprised. But it's still nice that they're doing it. Um, uh, the other thing that just popped up on my feed that is really interesting is Fallout 76. Uh, the beta is limited people that pre-ordered the game, right? Well, they've extended it to where anybody who's participating can invite three people to play. Wow. So they're expanding it beyond pre-orders now, which is amazing. Um, good on mm. them. That's yeah, it's always I don't know good to heard of a company doing that before. It's like Christmas for game developers, huh? They're just giving shit away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. A uh, lot, lot discussed tonight. A lot of games during our weeks. Uh, Venom somehow fucking managed to wind his way up on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> for better or for worse but yeah what uh what what do you think audience about the PlayStation Classic the the 20 games that got announced i know i'm i know everybody out there has their own mix of what they would like to see what they wouldn't like to see but we would like to know what you think about the top 20 games or the 20 games on the PlayStation Classic uh in general what are your thoughts on it? are you going to get one why not why are you going to get one what games did you want to take out and swap around uh, anything of that nature we'd like to hear about. Have you as well as majority of the audience out there been playing uh, the world out there actually been playing Red Dead Redemption 2? What are your thoughts on it? This very slow methodical cowboy simulator <laughs> as it's being called uh, or any other games we've talked about recently. We'd love to hear any feedback from you in any way, shape or form about anything. Gaming, non-gaming, just talk to us. We'll talk back promise you uh there are many ways to get a hold of us uh you can find us on facebook just go to facebook and search for in a time cast it should take you to us it's maybe find how you found this episode right here we have an email you can email us at end of at gmail.com that's end of timecast at gmail.com no funny numbers in there just spell it as you heard it we have a twitter page you can tweet us retweet us and anything you want to do uh i definitely want to specify in case we do get to 2 billion people listening to us, we may not be able to respond to everybody. <laughs> but as <laughs> of this time, recording, please. yeah, as of this recording on September, early September 2018, uh, we have a fairly small amount of people that email us. So you're probably guaranteed to get your email read, discussed, all that good stuff. And it just in general, again, one of the main reasons why we made this podcast from the get-go is to encourage discussion between fellow gamers and non-gamers, anime, comics, anything. 
we just love talking to people. Obviously, we love talking. That's why we do it for close to four hours at times. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. Adam, man, good to have you on, man. Thanks for making it. We we love having you on, brother. We love talking. We need to get you on more. Hey, I'll try to try to get the extended mileage out of podcasts whenever I'm on. It's always four or five hours. <laughs> oh yeah, we we we've already been sending texts back and forth. The next time we get you on here, we're doing a six hour episode, oh, brother. Shit. You better get ready. I'm down, man. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it, and, and send us some chat sometimes. Send us some send us some context and some contacts, some talk. We love to do something with you as far as conversation goes. And until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris, and I'm Adam. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>